Everyone ready? Yeah. No. You got, you got a cold open or something? I don't, I don't immediately. Listen. Well, here's what I'll say. If I didn't have the combined wisdom and emotion of the entirety of this podcast because I let my AT feel down before we began recording, I don't think I'd be able to do this. Thank but even you. though Steven himself uh, <laughs> is is extremely tired and and in Ireland because uh, we've the 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 fields that divide us from one another as individuals have been lowered. Um, I, I'm able to Well join. actually we, we we unlowered them. We realized that we need them because individuality is important. Also, Stephen, I'm going to try and show this to you first because I was like, oh, a fun bit would be singing the song. No, but don't no but my bit. Can you see what's on the screen there? Yeah, it says, Zaun Goku no Tensino Yori Shonen wa no Shin wa Ninare. Folks, it's as you know. And this is what I will refer to as an, as you know, uh, cashing the check episode. This is an, as you know, special episode. Because every now and then here on this podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episodes of television shows, filling in pop culture blind spots, or perhaps revisiting classics to tell you if you should join us. Uh, every now and then we do an episode where instead of it being shows we've never seen, it shows one of us or two of us loves and we subject the others to do it. And I am Ian Benson. And after weeks, weeks of watching double length, four hours of The Wire and Ugh. shit like that. I finally took my check down to the bank and I was able to cash it even though Bank of America is down and Facebook is down though I guess it's back it's up. Back up. It's, it's back up. Ba- well, when we're recording it in our hearts it's still down. Uh, keep it down. It, keep it down. Keep Go it safe. Go find me for the hackers. Everyone Hack run to planet. your banks. Draw your money out of the banks. We're about to be moving to the geo front located underneath Tokyo 3. <laughs> Joining me as always in Ireland. He's getting in the robot. Stephen Downton. Okay, do itsuka kizuku de sho so no senaki aniwa. Pa pa. I'm going to get Wow. Your Japanese pronunciation is not bad. I mean, I guess it helps that you do know that, like, everything always sounds the same. You know? Anyways, uh, next to me, unable to get into the robot, it's Travis Marmon. Disgusting. (laughs) And he's completely pathetic. It's Matt (laughs) Siani. Hey, y'all. And this week, after the long promised, we covered... Potentially my favorite television show of all time, Neon Genesis Evangelion. The problem with you saying that, Ian, is that it implies some semblance of uh, subjectivity to this, the best TV show of all time. <laughs> uh, you're right. I'm, yeah, so this is, uh, this is a show. Neon Genesis Evangelion is a show that's deeply important to Stephen and I because Stephen and I are two depressed weebs. <laughs> it really does seem to be exactly who this is for i like i do definitely understand uh even if this wasn't like 
directly targeted at my brain. I Matt definitely was, understand why it went directly into your brains with absolutely no yeah. defense whatsoever. So this is now the part of the episode where oh, Norm... Oh, there was some oh. offense. <laughs> but... Uh, this is, this is you another part. To, you have to oh. sidestep some of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they didn't see punch. Of, they didn't see a bunch of that part. <laughs> they saw only little bits uh, of the parts they have to sidestep. They have. They have. They have. Mm. They have some ideas of what well, that might be like. <laughs> but so uh, this is now the part of the episode where we talk about why. Travis, ask me why I picked the show. Actually, why'd you pick this show, Ian? Well, as I said a little bit earlier, this has uh, always been among my favorite shows. Um, I'm of that particular brand ever since he was born ever since i was born since day one since i was day since so the original millennial was misato kitsuragi and the second millennial was me as long as i could remember i always wanted to be an ava pilot Uh, ever since lilith was uh, on the dark moon this is this is the best part about this the original lance of longinus was forced (laughs) into adam as the stigmata which uh, allowed humans to be the form that they were. With, they could have been any number of forms. But this is this, this is why this Ever episode's going to be great, Stephen, because you and I are aware of the Dark Moon, and these two are like. So what was up with that finale? Well, I mean, I, for the movie, I at least Wikipedia the plot summary to help me follow <laughs> what's happening. Although then I got to the part where it was like. There, a lot of the critical reviews of it were that were like, this was so deliberately obtuse that it ceased to become entertainment. <laughs> like some of the negative reviews. Oh, that, that's a like, stupid oh, okay. take. This is highly uh, no, entertaining. It's fucking, but yes, it's fucking so, art. Uh, I'm, I'm of Shut that up. particular brand of bald white guys that loves anime. And when you start to determine that you're ready to love anime, uh, this is a show that pops up early. And this was among uh, the first shows. Um, uh, uh, don't uh, cops don't listen. This was probably like the first television show I pirated. It feels that way. Yeah, Just watching it, it feels yes. that way. Which Anime, is, which is in- which is interesting because uh, we we don't do that anymore. No, not at all. all. <laughs> no one needs to do that now that we live in a world where everything's on streaming. But That's so. Right. It was it was one of the first shows I pirated because anime DVDs. It was the type of thing where you could get like you could spend like forty bucks for four episodes, hmm. and so you had to do that a dozen times. And then even then, you wouldn't necessarily get the finale because End of Evangelion was its own thing. So it was one of the first shows that I pirated. Uh, it aired. I think it was on Adult Swim eventually at one point, but uh, wasn't. I don't remember it ever being part of the Adult Swim lineup. Like I didn't watch the Adult Swim like Sunday night anime stuff, but like I know just from like going through the Comcast programming, I remember like Inuyasha is always on there and like Naruto and stuff. And obviously it was not on Toonami because it was not, yeah. it's uh, a little too adult for that. Um, so like, this is a show I hadn't heard of until college. Yeah. And so the other thing that happened then too, and this, this will happen a bunch with a lot of foreign medias is that the rights were tangled up in this absolutely like labyrinthine thing. So it was always the thing of like, I don't know if that's ever going to be streaming. And then back in 2018, Netflix announced that they had acquired the streaming rights to Evangelion. And the announcement was greeted as if they were like, we're making a new show because of how convoluted the music rights were. To the point that like, or, or, or music rights are, speci- are specifically a convoluted part usually of like Japanese streaming media. Uh, to the point where the television show ends with a different song than what the TV show originally aired with. And a lot of people were mad about that. Because they couldn't get uh, fly me the cover of "Fly Me to the Moon" that they originally oh. had. Uh, to be to be fair, it is it's important. A big deal. I think it's only it's important a in a deal. few episodes. It really hits it's in a few deal? of the episodes, but 
The musical yeah. selections throughout this are so interesting to consider as far as like what, what they're paired with imagery wise yeah. also of like it's like listening to a Mountain Goats album honestly I did wait uh, it's on. like listening to a Mountain Goats album because at one point Matt looked at me and said boy this was a lot of work for the creator to be like I'm depressed he could have just listened to Get Lonely and Driven for like 30 minutes <laughs> Get your shit together, bro. But also, like the the like strumming a major D chord while the world ends internally is like okay. listening to a Mountain Goats record. Okay. No, I just I just wanted I wanted that sentence to appear on the podcast. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> it's one of those things where this podcast has been building to the to that specific thing. Just like last night when Travis logged on Letterboxd and it just said Travis Marmon watched End of Evangelion <laughs> and I screenshotted it and tweeted it out with like the entirety of my life has been leading to this moment. And then Travis's review of it was guys puberty just wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I guess you wouldn't like Fully Cooly either. I didn't um, like Fully Cooly. I tried. I mean, it was like eight years ago, and I only watched the first if, one. But yeah, if your reaction to this is is puberty wasn't that bad, then that's predictable. Um, Fully Cooly, my take on it was always: I've never liked coming of age stories because I didn't come of age. And now, <laughs> <laughs> Travis came of age when the earth, when the Earth was new. It's really the thing about him. A meteor fell from the sky, and caveman Travis slept next to it, and he's been continuing to wander this earth ever uh, since. Alex, now, what's it like dating a child? I love that you can just ask her directly. Um, I just like I don't know. So I mean, it, it is it's just interesting context just for that someone I was who's al- saying I, I never was always came like of this. Age. Now I want to I want to address something that's a pretty good segue here, actually, because you you mentioned the television show Fully Cooly, and now Fully Cooly was a project by Studio Gainax the studio that made End of Evangelion and Neon Genesis Evangelion, all of that. The reason why they made Fooly Cooly is that they were all so fucking depressed after drawing all of the shit that they were like, let's just pick like a light six episode show about like a kid. I don't know. It's going to be about sex and shit like that. I thought that was the one that was six episodes because they like ran out of budget. No, this is the show they ran out of budget. No. Okay. That's why there was a movie. I was getting uh, that confused. They only did six episodes of Fooly Cooly because they had like hired an accountant at that okay. point. I thought now, this just went the way ran, it did because Hideki of, Anno, Anno has a lot of issues. Anno the, has the, so many issues. The original and I love ending. Yeah, he has so many issues. The original ending to the uh, to the show had a lot of like reused footage and stuff mm. because they needed They would have been another like, clip show finale. Show. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And then like but it, so it all just takes place inside Shinji's head during the events of this. Um and it's in it and it was v- the fans were not happy and there's a lot of a lot of people think that the reason why a lot of this is so grotesque in the way that everything goes down is because he was like, you want a fucking battle here <laughs> here have Oscar getting absolutely destroyed in the form I, of her mother with like six different eyeballs. And I like and, the like, idea of that being ripped out. I like the idea of that, but I don't think timeline wise it works out because neon Genesis Evangelion sure. was a Japanese mecha anime television series produced by Gainax and animated by Tatsunoku directed by Hideki Anno and broadcast on TV Tokyo from October, 1995 to March, 1996. It is set 15 years after Worldwide Cataclysm, particularly in the futuristic fortified city of Tokyo 3, and follows Shinji Akari, a, protag- a, a teenage boy who was recruited by his father Gendo to a shadowy organization, Nerve, to pilot a giant biomachine mecha named Evangelion to combat the angels. Can I talk briefly about Gunbuster? Is that okay? Steven? 
This is why we're friends. Because I don't even have to talk about where Hidekiano <laughs> came from. Steven's jumping at the gun, jumping up there to talk about jumping at the gun, huh? Jumping at, the, at gun the gun buster. Gun buster. Uh, gun buster. Gun is a sh- is a is a six episode anime that Anna worked on and directed. It's a show that I watched five episodes and was like, why do people talk about this? Why is this important? You know, one of those, one of those, um, canonical works, you know, people care about it. And, and, and I'd say that it, it's importance is a bit inflated by how important NGE is and, and Anno. And then I watched the sixth and final episode and I said, Oh, <laughs> I get why people care about this. Um, it, it's, it's, um, it's a it's a very like the universe is at stake. Uh, a girl, a, a young girl draw, driving a mech is the only person that can save it. And um, there's a, a very famous scene where she rips the corner of her shirt off so that one breast is exposed, which is actually a throwback to um, archers of like Greek mythology who'd have one breast exposed in order to be uh, able to Artemis pull the... Ar- no, no, Artemis archers, they would chop off, I think it was one of the breasts, so that they could pull the string back further. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a, a very interesting thing where, you know, you, you, you learn about all of her 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 life and her history and 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 you, you see all the, of her relationships in this in this this um this fighting in space takes place at such a large, such a large scale that she has to go out, like defuse this like universe destroying bomb and fight this menace, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes back and because she had to go at such a speed and and they talk about some of these themes in like interstellar and shit. uh, When she comes back to earth, it's not the same earth, and she she's aged, you know, like one year or whatever. I, and I Earth like has that, aged. I like that you said they talk about these themes in Interstellar, and then yeah. what you talked about was relativistic time tra- space travel, <laughs> which is like a, an actual concept. Sure enough. No, it's just it's um, a thing that I was like, yeah. Where's he going with it? Oh no, yeah, no, when no. When you think weird concepts in Interstellar, it's the ending with the love. Is, power of love love yeah. brings us together. Uh, uh, Nolan's masterpiece. Anyways. So she, she she shows back up at, at Earth, and um, everyone is so aware of uh, her having saved entire tr- entirety of humanity, and they've had so much time that they literally light up a message via like the buildings on Earth to say like "Welcome back on Earth." It's such a beautiful moment; it's gorgeous. Steven's uh, getting teary eyed in this moment. I am, yeah. That, well, that yeah, wasn't am, a bit, and, <laughs> and I and understand. It, and, and it, it just was, uh, it was, it was really, a, I, th- I think that the, the respect that this garnered him got him to, so to have Anno, it longer. Anno is probably like, I don't know, the fourth most prominent name in the history of anime. That's just like a back of the, back of the book estimation. Cause you would have, um, Osamu Tezuku who made Astro Boy, um, Otamo who did, uh, you know, Akira. And then you'd have Miyazaki and then I'd say probably Anno in terms of just like the hollow. I don't know anything about I don't know anything about Astro Boy. You know, but you um, know what Astro Boy is. It's just the OG. I, I, is yeah, the thing. that's it's like that's fresh. like you know that's the kind of the equivalent of being like oh Mickey Mouse is important to American animation level of just like oh this kind of defines. Well, how, how much does this have to do with talking like, about Anno? Big Boy, like no, like is this related <laughs> to? 
So I is this guy related to so like, so okay? And I, I doubt. I, I'm assuming there's an intentional relationship because one of the key things with anime is that it kind of becomes a way for a post-war society that is being occupied by America that then quickly starts to internalize Americana and regurgitates it in a new way. Like that's one of the key things with anime is that it's in many ways a creation in response to the occupation of the country. It's these people trying to sell back to the soldiers that live there something that's like them, but not like them. And it becomes this weird take. It's why, like, it's why uh, there are clothing companies like VizVim that exist that do Americana better than Americana at this point because it's this bizarre filtered through outsider lens creation of that. So anyways, Ano. That, I would say that actually leads into a thing I wanted yeah, to talk go about for it. Uh, as far as broad stuff before we get into the meat of Listen, things. we're going to be able and, to do the first yeah. episode in 10 minutes. I apologize minutes. if this is a yeah. pretty surface level observation and I'm not going to expound on it too much. I'm going like, to make you do that. Uh, and like, also, this is one of many... Obviously, this whole show is a lot going on here. <laughs> so like, there are many you know, themes of uh, you know, puberty and uh, our purpose on this earth and cosmology <laughs> and things of that nature. But the thing that I was kind of struck by and like I've, that's probably been talked about a lot is like talking <laughs> about you know, post-war Japan uh, and like the difference between American and Japanese media. Like American media, when we think of like destruction of our cities and stuff, it is almost always just like pure popcorn entertainment. We don't really yeah. delve into like how scary it is. It's like, well, that'd be pretty scary, but also it could be an adventure and yeah. Roland Emmerich right. blows up every <laughs> landmark or whatever. And Japan, obviously going all the way back to Godzilla and Japan all kaiju well, media yeah, and also Akira and also this is the people that were on the other end of... It's uh, Japan is the only country in the in the history of the world. Yes. Where an atomic bomb has been right. detonated they've on only, the city. They've seen this, and, and they're co- they also like to constantly, in their media, you know, they just reimagine this or show it in a different way, but it's always with the terror is the first and foremost yeah. thing about yeah. it. The, the, the preeminent, like, examples I can think of, of, you know, yeah, Godzilla, a, a monster that terrorizes the city. Evangelion. a walking nuke. Evangelion, this thing where it's like, oh, these are monsters that we have created. Like, there's a part in one of the episodes that we didn't get to see where at one point, like, one of them looks after the Evangelion has done something and it's just says, like, what did we make? Like, what is this monstrosity? And is it our master? And then, like, you know, Gundam being the kind of originator of a lot of mech tropes, the other, the other text of that show that everyone likes to overlook after the, like, cool robot is it's like, this is a weapon of the colonizer, and man should not do this. And, it, and like, every Gundam series ends with the person destroying their robot and being like, finally, I might achieve peace in my life. And, of course, it's important to note um, that Anna would later create a Godzilla film. Create Shin Godzilla, which is one oh, of the most right. grotesque and frightening and weird Godzilla movies ever. Steven, you wanted to say uh, something. And then I'm going to yeah, get into just, Anno, like, pre, yeah. like, uh, so, uh, the important note. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, um, it's a bit of a minor tangent, but I, I was thinking t- literally today, I was just having a discussion um, about <laughs> life in Ireland, and, and someone brought up the famine, and, and it, it, like, it was actually a punch to the gut about, like, oh, right, we talk about these events like things that happened these people talk about these events with pain in their hearts like yeah <laughs> like a historical like, like memory sti- that scars the identity of a country yeah yeah like 
like when people talk about the the famine here, and especially some of the people, some of the colonizers who made it worse than it had to be, there is like a palpable pain, uh, and I think that that that's that can be obviously attributed to to this. How fucking sick is it though that Stephen no longer says the British; he just says the colonizers. <laughs> That's what happens when you join the. That's what, what happens what when you join the IRA. Here. I just thought it was relevant in context, but no, nope, uh, that's I, that's I what you do. The British sometimes. So Hideki Anno is also known for being a former Studio Ghibli animator. Uh, a prominent thing that he did. Travis, have you seen Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind? A very long freshman year of college. Do I you don't remember, remember that well. big monster that appears at the I end? That flesh the, melt, I, that, like, where the flesh melts off of it. I saw an image of that when I was looking up Anno last yep. night, and I was like, "Ah, oh, that makes sense." He like, was I the animator that on that, creature, but yeah. <laughs> and he is probably the best, like the closest you kind of can say to being like that is Miyazaki's disciple, to the point where uh, Miyazaki's most recent film, uh, Hayao Miyazaki of Studio Ghibli, uh, my favorite director of all time, uh, for anyone who was unaware, uh, who he was, not the fact about me but also there's that fact about me but he um his la his his most recent film to date was called the wind rises and it's about japan and the war and all of these things it's big thoughts big ideas jeez i could talk about that movie yes for an but hour. the important thing to note is that uh he was describing what he wanted the voice actor to sound like for that role and he just was like you know like ano wait, what if we just hired Anno? So then he went to this person who, you know, really like idolizes and is like an important part of his career. And he's like, hey, do you want to be the lead of my new film? And Anno was like, what? Uh, you want me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you'll be great at it. And it's just like, okay, cool. So, you know, that, you know that speaks to their, rela- he's really good in that film. Like it speaks to their relationship on it. But he, like many people, happens to have uh, a type of brain that has some bad brain chemistry that leads to major depressive episodes. Which is why Neon Genesis Evangelion exists as a sort of outlet. Holy shit. Where he's like, hey, I got really depressed. And then I started reading about like Freud and Young and some shit where, you know, you get depressed, you get into certain things. And he got into that and like weird mysticism. And then it was like, cool. Anyways, here's a show about robots. Here's everything that's happening in my brain all the time. All the time. (laughs) As I said, when we were watching this. The people who make shows like BoJack Horseman should be arrested for making shows like that about depression. This is how you make a show about depression. Matt's, <laughs> Matt, yes, Matt's exact quote. If you're going to make something up, why would you make up a normal thing? That's so fucking stupid. When he said that, mm-hmm. Giant Ray was standing with her palms split open as she was like absorbing the dark moon, and the background was just going like. Tumbling down, tumbling down, tumbling down. Okay, I've got two thoughts on that. Number one, Bojack Horseman is good. Number two, uh, I'm glad that you like it, Matt. <laughs> or at least appreciated it. Yeah, uh, we're, I'm saving my favorite Matt quote from watching this with him for, for later because it's, it's perfect and it's beautiful. <laughs> but I that won't come up until the movie. 
or, well, movie. The end of Evangelion. First, we have to talk about. Right, it was released Angel as Attack. TV episodes because there's well, literally no, there's uh, credits in the middle of the movie. Yeah, it's a whole thing. <laughs> like, it was, it was the end. I was. It was theaters in, in Japan, but here it was only ever really. It's so it, the releasing of Evangelion it was is like its own unclear messy, if we broke our own fake rules. Or yeah, it's, it's unclear and it's messy and it's complicated and it was really funny the idea of making you guys watch only the first episode and the last episode at which point no one would pilot a robot in a show that I'm like yeah it's about giant robots except they're not robots I mentioned this to Matt Travis do you know what the robots are uh, biohumanoids or That's, something yes, that was that another is, thing because like no, when I was no. watching in the movie I was like these things have sinews <laughs> and stuff like yeah. Yeah, what the fuck yeah. Matt, and then it said yeah, like yeah. Wikipedia described Ava's as like a, a artificial bio- humanoid okay uh, yeah Matt was like oh that's some flesh as the intestines were getting eaten yeah uh, now do you okay. know the- I'm begging you guys to watch Cronenberg I know. films <laughs> begging <laughs> I know it's so stupid. If you like sure this and don't is. like those, there's something wrong with there you. There was a point where Matt was like, Ian, did, how do you not like I, horror films? I just films? haven't seen them. Well, he was, he was attacking Steven me. Um, Steven watched The Fly. Yeah, he was attacking me because I was like, I don't like horror films. And then I was watching this and he was like, oh, and I was like, yes, <laughs> sickos like hitting when like Lilith pulls her hands off of the, the cross and the skin stretches. Matt was like, this is disgusting. And I was like, ah, ha, 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 this is uh, grosser was, than any fucking horror movie that I watch. He, he looked at me he's like, "How? just watch Day of the Dead. This movie is extremely gross. I love this no, movie so much. No but, doubt about it. But no doubt Travis, about it. This, is, this is where I'll say this now. The deal with the robots. Do you know why they pilot those specific ones? Is that also related to like Lilith creating? It's their like, mothers. That's what they... Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because Oscar kept by my mother and then I was like, Lilith is like the all mother. No, something. Lilith. Okay. To, so, okay. Before they're, they're basically there was, there was, in wombs. I don't know. Yeah. Now yeah, we're like spoiling. Less. I might actually watch the show. Calm down. I'm sorry. I, no, I had to. I had excited. to express that. Oh no. So, um, Travis, to answer that, Lilith. What happened basically is that there was a black seed and a white seed that was created by a progenitor race, and they seeded them throughout the galaxy so that life would exist. And the idea was that some planets would get a black seed, some planets would get a white seed. Earth due to a mistake, got both, and only one species could live on the planet at a given time. So it was supposed to be an atom planet, but instead it wound up being a Lilith planet. Humans are and the Adam children got, of... Yes. Adam got Humans, stuck in Antarctica and... Uh, yeah, humans and, are the children and, of Lilith, uh, and it was supposed to be an angel planet, and thus this wrestles within us. Uh, but none of that matters for angel attack. Bum, 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 bum. That does. I don't even think that. I don't even uh, think that plays in it, the first. It probably like, doesn't, but it plays it. so it, much across the show that when it played during the finale, literally every episode, I was getting hyped. Would you like to guess what year Angel Attack is set in? Twenty nineteen. You, you told me. It, it okay. says. Yeah, it's twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. For the first time in fifteen years, a monstrous being known as an angel appears. Uh, we see the third angel, Sachial, approaching Japan from the ocean. You see tanks, the surrounding areas, and in a state of emergency having been evacuated. And standing in an empty city, 14-year-old Shinji Okari tries to reach to a woman who's promised to pick him up. Uh, as he's standing there on the phone lines, you know, he's on the phone, and it's just completely it's dead. looking at a picture of a girl that says, get a load of these on it. Oh, <laughs> important <laughs> note. It's actually, not just a girl. <laughs> important note. What do you watch, dub or sub? Uh, I watched the dub mostly because that's what Netflix defaulted to, yeah. and I was like, ah, I'm already in it. Steven? And also, I like to, I, I do, I mean, most of my anime viewing is Miyazaki movies, yeah. but like, having doing dubs means you can focus more on the visual presentation. Yeah. 
Completely. Uh, so unless it's just not like if you don't care about the dialogue at all. Spoilers: Matt and I watched the uh, the the sub. Okay. But we started yeah, on the I dub, and Matt went, Mm-mm-mm. "Purists would want this." And yeah. then switched I figured, over. I figured we'd have a mixture here. Yeah, Stephen, what about you this time? You know, it's funny. Um, I almost always watch the the sub, so I decided to watch the dub just to be different. Yeah. Um, and I watched the dub of the of the first episode, and then probably about twenty minutes into the movie, I was like, I just like watching the sub so much better. <laughs> um, I've seen them both. I have a lot of th- thoughts about it. But when you get into such extremely uncanny, unrealistic, bizarre dialogue, it, my brain just sometimes breaks when it's spoken in the language that I speak. Uh, and I just like, I'm like, none of this makes any fucking sense. But when I'm, when I'm reading it, it just like that doesn't, it doesn't break me and I can watch it and read it. And like, it, it just feels very much more natural. I don't know. It's, it's always been that way, but the more convoluted an anime, the yeah. less I can watch I the, the hmm. dub, like, like something like Samurai Shampoo, where like, it's all like, okay, yeah, these are people <laughs> where the best episode of Who, Samurai Shampoo, they play baseball. <laughs> yeah. It's like, fine. All right. Yeah. No problem. Um, but something like this where there's just so much extreme lore Matt, uh, and people just say oh. very unnatural things. <laughs> Matt, what was the part of it where you just looked at me and you were like, did that just say psycho frame? It was something like that. Oh, <laughs> uh, hang on. Psycho hazard area. That was it. Sorry. <laughs> psycho hazard area on one of the screens and Matt just what looked at me. What is it? Like, O'Hare what? airport last night? <laughs> Folks, Matt, you got to tell it now. You got to put it on the tape. Everyone needs to hear it. We can we, we can delay right. this. All right, it could turn into the cold open. Even I, <laughs> I flew in. I flew into O'Hare last night, and over the course of like a half hour, so from the time that we were getting off the plane through Jill and I getting in a cab to go home, like while they were getting off the plane, two people started fighting and screaming at each other. And like, there's like, if you go to O'Hare, it's like you have to walk like a mile to get anywhere. So over the course of this mile, they were just screaming at each other, like, and it was just like echoing more and more as they were going further and further ahead of us because we were trying to keep our distance. And uh, we get downstairs in the baggage claim. First of all, we see weave and blood on the floor, like the second we arrive. Uh, and then they're screaming at each other about stab. Like one of them is gonna stab the other. And I was like, okay, that's like. They were just on a plane. We turn around after getting my bag. The one woman is swinging a fucking knife <laughs> at the other person's face. And the other, I literally, it was like a fucking scene in John Wick. Like it's this John person, Wick too, like, and they're taking pot shots at each other in Grand just, Central Station or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Just doing literally like a person like dive, like ducking out of the way, like doing fucking like knife foo. <laughs> With this lady who's swinging a knife at them in O'Hare Airport, <laughs> and like Matt telling me this earlier, it's my first response was like, how, "How did this end? How did she get the knife? I don't know. That's did, what TSA is end? supposed to be for. How did it end? Uh, uh, like eight pigs rushed in and tackled the woman. Okay, I mean, but the, this was like as we were getting in the cab, so oh. I didn't see the full conclusion of it. But as she just was holding the knife, shouting, "There are dozens of us, <laughs> dozens." Nobody got stabbed. Um, that you know of. That, as far as I know, 
dude imagine if like we i had like gotten my bag full of like stuff that i brought back from mexico and there turned was a around big and slouch then, mark dude, on just it? like got fucking sliced like three <laughs> inches deep across his fucking face i was thinking more if it was like a jackie chan film and like you turn around like you throw your your carry-on or your, your checked bag like kind of over your shoulder and that's when they like slice it and everything falls out and then you just start picking up the clothes and like using them to fight the person uh, Shinji is confused because he looks over and sees a girl in a school uniform standing in the middle of the street nearby and then disappears. Um, and and we later see this character because it's Rei Ayanami. Uh, I still don't understand what happened in this moment, honestly. I don't understand how is Rei she was like there. a ghost or something? Well, Rei is a clone of his mother. Sure. So, who's also a clone of Lilith, but his mother's not a clone of Lilith. Folks, anime. Uh... <laughs> But uh, he, he, the confusion is cut short because Sachiel aplo- uh, uh, approaches, pursued by uh, vertical takeoff and landing aircrafts, and it destroys all of them, uh, one of which crashes in front of Shinji. But before it explodes, Misato Katsurugi arrives in her car, and she's like, hey, I'm here. And this is the point uh, where she then rolls out the, the red carpet, and I walk down it, and then she and I get married. And then also, though, unfortunately, Steven is there and steals her way. Because we would, because Misato is the original millennial. It's 2015, and she's, I think, 28 years old. She copes with all of the ongoing tragedy by spending too much time at work, getting drunk when she's off, dating a guy that's kind of a scumbag, but also kind of a good guy. That's you and Steven? Uh, well, I mean, Misato, but yes. They never yes, met Kaji. Yes. They all. didn't, no, that, they was, yeah, but that's Steven and I. Also, she has a weird pet. She's oh, the, the one with the penguin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was wondering, like, where's the penguin come in? Yeah, What's no, Pen Pen, Pen Pen lives with Misoto. Okay. Uh, he's great. He doesn't have any importance. It's just like, yo, she's got a penguin. Yeah. Honestly, we all in my one. advice to the listeners, don't ever date somebody who has a weird pet. Like, so, just, just such a bad energy cat, radiating off of those people. Cat's good. Yeah. Dog's good. I think that was cro- a hesitation. Cross the line at, like, ferret. And it gets really bad around. I, think I haven't like, seen rat. a ferret uh, in a home since I was like six years old. Guys, we should address the fact that Steven has now disappeared, and his camera setup can only be described. <laughs> yeah. Steven's Blair witching right this now. This is paranormal activity. <laughs> paranormal activity. Steven, are you there at all? If he jumps out and scares yeah, us, I'm so going to be gonna pretty mad. Is he going to pop up on the camera with a horrific grin in his face I'm and then be smash the credits on his pretty screen? Mad. Is that going to happen? Steven, if you do this, we are ending the episode right after you do it, just so you know. Or is the camera it's the final scare. Or is the camera going to move and he's facing oh, a Oh, he's back. Okay. Now he's going to put in the headphones and he'll hear us oh, finally. Oh, fucking come on. <laughs> uh, Misoto and, and Shinji drive away. The human forces throw everything they have at the angel. They fail to even injure it. Uh, while this is all happening, we see a um, a man with only a chin strap and glasses. His fo- his hands are folded in front of him. And the glasses are per- almost perpetually reflecting the light, so they come across as opaque. Travis, did you think when you first saw this guy, ah, there we go, there's a good guy, or were you like, no, this is the most evil man who's ever lived? I I, I was kind of in in the middle on that. I was like, probably not great. This guy. Okay. I've also seen. What I what I got a lot of from watching this is like, man, I've seen a lot of these images, and not just because Ian started a bit recently where he shared images from NGE that had I think you should leave quotes on them. Yes, but like 
just over the years, I've seen so much of the imagery of the show in, on the internet. It's influenced. So like Gendo, I've certainly yeah. seen yeah that like a gazillion times. And its influence looms really large, including Matt. What did you keep talking about while we were watching the episode? I figured we'd end up talking about the Matrix quite a lot. <laughs> Because <laughs> Matt kept watching. He was like, "Wow, this is it's like the Matrix in this part." Oh, it, this is the Matrix Fine. for me. It was the, Pacific Rim, but yeah. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The Wachowskis, the Wachowskis probably like this a lot. Oh, yes, absolutely. Sure. I think it was when the LCL filled that one spot. I think that was what, like, yeah, that that's that's the Matrix. It's crazy that they thought they could rip off the Matrix like that. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. So, Commander Gendo Wakari and Sub Commander Kozu Fiatsuki of Nerf. Muse the nor- uh, they they're like these normal weapons are useless because the angels have an AT field. This is the first time. Well, angels is probably the first time. This show to me is mostly people saying proper nouns and not knowing what any of those proper nouns are. And I've watched it the really show. It really drops you in. It's cool yeah. in that way. I've watched the show a number of times and I still don't know what the gates of Duff or whatever it is that he says <laughs> at one point is. He's like, Dude. the gates of Guff are now open. I was like, sure, sure they are. It's yeah. I, I kept saying long. it while we were watching it. It's Pinchonian. Like the um, the array, the vast array of proper nouns that you just kind of have to roll with and be like, this is going to come up again if it needs to come up again. If I need to know what the gates of Duff are, I will probably see them or at least have them be like referred to in some way. So uh, what would later happen after this is so the. Gendo would revisit these works and create a series of films called the Rebuild of Evangelion Auto. films. Oh, no. Yeah. Sorry, I said Gendo. Gendo's are making his own movies. Pretty Kinda cool honestly. that he created a character that then created... <laughs> he took control of the of narrative. Work. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking sick. Sorry, yeah. Okay, so well, there really are multiple layers in The Matrix. Yeah, there are. Yes, there are. So. We're fucking... I'm so... Matt and I were talking about what we think The Matrix 4 is going to be about, and we were like in agreement it's going to be sick. Oh, yeah. The first 30 minutes are going to be about an actor named John Anderson starring in a remake of his classic work, The Matrix... <laughs> Whichever, whichever people are going to get so mad. (laughs) They're going to hate it. I'm going to fucking love it. Uh, But no, so talk about for a second. Oh, oh, yeah, absolutely. God's in his heaven and all is right with the world. No, it's not going to be like that. Um, it's 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 going to be very very surface level. So I always said nerve because of the things in our bodies and how related to consciousness this all is. Also, just general like language when you look uh, at yeah. it, it, looks like it's right. nerve. Yeah, because because I watched it in Japan. I watched it in Japanese, and it said N E R V at the bottom. So I got to create how to I pronounced it. Um, I said nerve. But obviously, in the in the dub, they say nerve. Um, and I mostly thought of this because sometimes I meet people in uh, Ireland called Mark, and if they're from Cork, they're like. Hi, I'm Merrick. <laughs> every oh, time oh, I just, that is vile. I, don't I like hate that. that so much. Uh, <laughs> I think part like of I it. A, I met a guy named I met a guy named Merrick very recently, and I was like, "Oh, are you from Are you from Cork, Merrick?" And he was like, "Oh, is it obvious?" <laughs> and you're like, like "Yes, Merrick, it is." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, everywhere else, it's Mark. You sick fuck, Merrick. You uh, Merrick. No, <laughs> so uh, one of the things with it, uh, I know I don't know if this is uh, I, I I my lore is not a hundred percent up. But uh, Nerev, I believe, is a German word because I know Sele is the German word for soul. And there's right. multiple organizations and they all have, like, I think, German right. names. Is that supposed to be around Sele? Sele. Yeah, it's not. It's Sele. At one point, Asuka says something in German in the, in the finale. And yes, it's when she's talking to the robot because she's, yeah. uh, she's half German, half Japanese. German, and her, her mother's mother German. Is a German robot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Anime is so good. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> anyways, the Nerve uh, flag with the like half leaf that says Nerve on it, I photoshopped on into the circle in the flag of the state of Ohio, and that is my Learned League banner. So, uh, um, ladies, my uh, Twitter display name is Psyop, <laughs> or my Twitter name is it's Psyop Abelman. If you just want to, you know, DMs are open. I look like um, I can't believe I don't have a Nerve flag tattoo yet. But no, uh, on the topic of Gendo and like proper nouns, this is from the films, the, the rebuilds that happen. Uh, and I just, I just want to read this quote because it rules. Because this is the actual dialogue from the film. I and still haven't watched the rebuild. It's during a it. scene that's a little bit like uh, Third Impact in the, the last one where like people are dancing and there's music playing. It's like people explode into pools of tang. But it's just Gendo sure. saying, having tasted the fruit of knowledge, only two paths await humanity. Be exterminated by the angels that have eaten the fruit of life, or exterminate the angels and rob them of their seats before God. Surrender our intellect and become the divine offspring of the children of the gods and enjoy eternity existence. Okay, guys, you should just go to Catholic Mass. Don't say this. <laughs> like, Don't that's say this. every single thing that they say in Catholic math, Mass is like that. There was a part where Matt was like, getting a lot of Catholic vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's oh, so yeah. much biblical symbology. But obviously. also, yeah, there's, there's, there's so many. There's, so, there's the stigmata. There's all the crosses. There's Adam. There's fucking. If you ask yeah, people who aren't Anno at Gainex at this, they were like, yeah, we just thought it looked cool. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, yeah, it was that's like, my relationship that grew to up, Catholicism like, too. Like Shintoism. Yeah, they like, were all like, it was like he read some stuff and they were here. like, no, he just thought like including like biblical, you know, like Kabbalah imagery and shit like that was cool. Yeah, I mean, see the band Flesh of the Stars. Being like, let's make our, our gross kaiju things are called angels is a cool idea from the beginning. Yeah, and then yeah, having sure, them be like not? actual biblical angels. Like we didn't see my favorite one in these two episodes, but my favorite one just it's looks a like floating pyramid. Yes, I, well, he's not a pyramid. It's um, it's a D eight. Yeah, it's yeah. a D eight. It's, it's a floating yeah, it's a D eight yeah. that just is like, <laughs> like there's a classic. That one's image. like the scariest. Oh, For it's some terrifying. Reason, that's the closest the to real to biblical angels. Well, no, what's also great too is that there's a classic image that appears up that you've definitely seen on Twitter where someone just put the Bass Pro Shops uh, logo <laughs> on it since there's so much natural. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it just, it screams and it shoots a laser. It's so fucking cool. The, this angel Every design angel is fucked that up. we saw is, yeah, very gnarly. Again, I'm going to talk about a lot of like, yeah. this, this episode basically just was somewhere between Pacific Rim and Shin Godzilla and like, especially Shin Godzilla at the beginning of this where it's just like, you're thrown right in because like, you don't need fucking Godzilla explained to you or yeah. whatever. And yeah. it's also gross. Like, and just like this weird mutant creature as opposed it to being like a big is, lizard like or the Shin Godzilla like if you haven't seen it it just kind of like evolves throughout the movie from like a weird fish monster into a more traditional Godzilla but it has this like really horrible in between phase where it's just has two legs but no arms and like these weird like bulbs on it and yeah, shit it's, it's and got like, like the glowing red lines around yeah, it as it's well it's just nasty and that's this, uh, reminded me this of that angel uh, has the proportions of Kevin Durant like it's arms yes, go it down does. to its shins <laughs> it's fucking it's just uh, it's uh, a stick figure with exposed ribs <laughs> and then it's just surrounding this bright red sphere and then it's got this like almost Face like plague thing. doctor mask yeah, yeah. of a skeleton there's like a thing on the shoulder too yeah it's so fucking oh yeah because then like later it has like a second head it's yeah. fucking sick I love them. Every single one of them is fucked up and scary, uh, and I love yeah. it. 
Ben Travis, knowing that you love Shin Godzilla, you should at least stick with it until there's an episode of NGE that is basically entirely about Misoto requisitioning everyone in Japan and being like, I have the forms. I mean, the bureaucracy own- aspect yeah. of Shin Godzilla, I didn't like well, that Well, no, but, oh, okay, because it's like, and it's just her being like, I have all of this, and I need all of the power in Japan to fire a sniper rifle Maybe two times. Yeah. And it's and then it's a sniper rifle like the size oh, yeah. of the Willis Tower. It's <laughs> <laughs> like laid out and they're just like, cool, we gotta shoot this thing. And we yeah, only yeah, get yeah. like maybe two shots. But um they drive away, the UN is just, you know, yeah, throwing everything at them. Uh eventually the angel uses his A two field uh to stop an N two mine that's launched against it. Shinji and Masato are caught in the shockwave. They're unharmed. So the N2s, that's like a not quite nuclear level explosion. No, I think, it's, I think it's literally like nuclear two. It's nuclear two, but it's like, like that. But like yeah. there's people out, like there's like, oh, yeah. I gotta do it. And like, there, I guess there is sort of in like, sort of the I wasteland think, because I the city's the idea, fortified, right? I think the idea and is that it's, the city. I think the idea is that it's, uh, it's like that, but no fallout. It's like, I think kind okay. of the conceit. So, you know, they, they uh, steal a bunch of car batteries. They wire them up to the car. They keep driving. Misoto's just like, oh, I have 33 months of payment on this, and my favorite outfit has been ruined. This is terrible. It's insane oh. that they animated my shitty Chrysler Sebring to be in this show. That was <laughs> cool. But, yeah, so they, they get into the, uh, to the NERV headquarters. They start going down. They, like... It's like a giant elevator for cars that takes them underground. It's completely pitch black. I looked at Matt and I was like, we should have these instead of highways. And he's like, absolutely. I mean, maybe we should have lights in them. And then at that moment, <laughs> they entered Tokyo 3, which is located in the geofront. It's a Zion. Cavern, it's Zion. Uh, yes, it's Zion. A cavern underneath Japan that was discovered where they have now built the last hope of humanity, a city yeah. that can be used to repel the angels. And what happens is that the city will be above ground, and then an angel attack will happen, and then the city goes below b- ground. Pretty cool. And it's fucking sick. Yeah. All of the, this is the greatest technology show of all time. I want computers to look like this. They'd be completely. You want to have to swipe a card to answer the phone. I want to have a card <laughs> to swipe. The, <laughs> that was the sticking point for Matt. I later said, I was like, if two, if people call me, I need two people to walk in and turn keys simultaneously <laughs> before I'm able to answer the phone. I think in order to make a call, you should have to do that. Do you want computers to be built um, with three parts, one of you as a uh, researcher, one of you as a mother, and one of you as a woman? Yeah, I do believe that every computer should have three brains that are basically mother, maiden, and crone and should argue with each other. It's fucking (laughs) sick. Also, they're called the Magi. It rules. I love them so much. They're only vaguely referenced in the movie, but they're referenced in the movie. They do the, They do my favorite thing with it. Yeah, they were, and I was like, don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> but they do my favorite thing that they ever do with this where they get hacked, and the way they describe it is they have, like, there's three big blue screens, but mostly they're red, and then there's one blue corner, like, just one little the, square yeah, of blue in there, then, like, one, then, like, one single like, pixel, and then they're like, we repelled the hack, and then it just, like, flips over like it's a game of Othello. And all of the black squares turn to white. And, you know, like in the like in the Matrix when the agent puts his hand on you oh. and you start like kind of turning <laughs> silver and like you know, and then like some people resist it me, and then it goes back me, to You know me, what this show could use? Me, and me. I say this thing being like again, perfect <laughs> show. Uh, minus its giant glaring flaws. But uh, what the show could also use is a scene where Gendo sits down and talks to Shinji and he's like, concurrently you are the sum of a remainder of an uh. equation. <laughs> Ergo <laughs> Concordantly uh, Gendo. Uh, Speaking of Gendo, (laughs) did you know that Matt um, has Gendo-like glasses? 
yeah, that makes sense. I um, like techno. But, okay. <laughs> I believe, I believe Masato describes him as uh, a quote not able to make himself endearing, yes! which is like <laughs> like one of the one of the like just cruelest way to say something about a person like uh, if i if i if i ever think to say that about somebody it's like yeah he's a bit uh rough around the edges <laughs> he's not able to make himself endearing <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna start using that for certain people uh yeah. it, it's travis sorry uh travis people is uh, not <laughs> able to <laughs> <laughs> Gendo is such a fucking '90s ass guy. <laughs> it is insane. It's also cool because I probably like, listens to fucking new metal. <laughs> no, he's he's in just before it, dude. He's Moby. I don't Although, know. What I mean, you're I think yeah. first album might have just come out, and yeah, he was. No, uh, that. I, he definitely I, owns trip pants. I I don't know. Uh, like you, you were talking about, like yeah, you've seen Gendo. I'm not thinking like you've played enough video games where like if you probably thought about it for a few minutes, you'd be like, oh, that guy definitely was a Gendo. I mean, I've seen yeah, I've seen so many guys that sternly look at screens and see stuff reflected in their glasses and is that speak you calmly? Is that you? No. <laughs> like that's me on Twitter. Yeah, every day logging. That's me logging on. And Travis <laughs> fingers folded in front when when one of us says something slightly wrong in the DM. I have a little assistant telling me like the history of whatever like bad take person that I just saw. I am definitely I was realizing that what's uh, what's up Facebook and Instagram are down <laughs> with his fingers <laughs> crossed and seeing the reflection oh, of it in his Stephen It'll never happen, but you know how fucking sick it would be if Travis went as Gendo and you went as Fiatsuki for some Halloween. Fiatsuki? The gray-haired the guy, guy with him. the who was standing behind him the oh, whole yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you get that guy's job? <laughs> So you're a doctor. Uh, he was the teacher of Yui. I know that you said that rhetorically, and I'm going to stop now. Well, what do you think? And I don't need to explain okay. to you who the character of Fiatsuki is. Can we can we talk about the role of those people and just how like yeah, they're literally in there to exposition while shit's going on? So where they're like, nerve where employees. They're like, this is just like this is just oh my god the third. Impact. Okay, hold on. The, if it's the Fiatsuki. Steven, if it's Fiatsuki, he just goes, hmm, this is just like 15 years ago, while everyone else is running around panicked, and he's just like, hmm, I like to yes. think they have like a Mr. Burns and Smithers thing going on, but I don't think that's quite there. Will humanity board the ark uh, uh, <laughs> yes. uh, to save, the, or will it all, you know, just like... <laughs> it all rests on you, Gendo-san, which feels like when he said that, like he doesn't know what Shinji's name is. Uh, also, no. Uh, no, they don't have a... Uh, um, uh, a, a Smithers and Mr. Burns thing because while Smithers Not is in all. love with Mr. Burns, Fiatsuki and Gendo are both in love with the same woman. That's fair. Mm. It's Yui, mostly just like this is, setup is, is very is Shinji's mother. This setup is just very similar yeah. to every the running gag in The Simpsons. That's like who's that? Like various like insulting adjectives in Sector Seven B, and Smithers goes, "That's Homer Simpson, sir." Like that's just <laughs> you could put that over them very I mean, easily. It, <laughs> like, with the entirety of The Simpsons, I would not be surprised if there is a scene where Homer looks at a screen that is straight out of Ava. Yeah, because that's the best thing with this. Again, is it's the best technology show where there where someone looks at a screen and it's a bunch of things that just say like Sector Seven, Sector Eight, and for some reason it's laid out like it's a honeycomb. And then a bunch of them turn red and someone just goes, shit. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know. How do you read this? Misoto uh, hands Shinji a big book that says, uh, Nerf Employee Guide, confidential, for your eyes only. They get in an elevator. While they are doing all of this, uh, Ritsuku Akagi 
gets out of a swimming pool, except it's all like blood red. They should light all pools like this. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, ah, oh, okay, I guess this is what's going on. Gets in the elevator where she looks at her best friend slash worst enemy, because that's what their relationship is. Um, why? Why are you looking at Travis while you say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who <could> say, <laughs> who could say? That's not even. I didn't even make that up. No, he I was know. Doing that. Yeah. I will. Uh, Stephen, letting the podcast, uh, most of the listeners know that that was. Yeah, a but bit no. On my well, part. Stephen, Stephen, what was good is that I was throwing the alley oop to see if Travis would catch it, and then Stephen came flying out of nowhere <laughs> to grab that alley oop. <laughs> I was like, this will be an easy joke for him That's, to do. No, no he, Stephen I'm took De- it. I'm DeAndre Ayton, and he honest it. That's all. Uh, oh my <laughs> I, god. I really love. I really love the idea of of. Um, <laughs> Of Ian doing like tons of like through the through the legs like insane ankle breaking shit gets past somebody throws the ball up in the air Travis the center in the middle of the court just <laughs> stares at him it's like he missed <laughs> airball what a succinct metaphor for our friendship <laughs> uh, so um, Shinji stands in front of unit. Zero one, a purple artificial humanoid, and is told that he needs to pilot it. That he is the pilot of Unit Ava One. Sigoki. Uh, his father stands above him, and it's just like, "This is why I've brought you here." And he's like, "I'm not going to pilot the thing." And he's like, "Okay, I guess Ray's going to have to do it." And then the sickest human being of all time <laughs> gets wheeled out <laughs> in a hospital bed. One of her eyes is covered by medical bandages. She's just like. Uh, okay, I'll do it. Uh, the angel shoots its laser, its, its, its weird explosive beam things where it doesn't shoot like a laser. It's just the ground explodes and then turns into a cross of like light. Not enough of this in the mm. Bible. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would have. Could, this is you're like, oh, being Catholic. This is actually what, this is actually what happens to uh, Sodom. I mean, honestly, I'm not sure because Catholics aren't allowed to read the Bible, but. Uh, <laughs> it seems like there's not that much of this in it, uh, but yeah. So they're, they're talking. You know, uh, this is mankind's ultimate weapon, the final trump card, Ava Unit One. And she's like, "I'm not going to pilot it," even as she's like, you know, Ray is there, like dying in front of him, uh, and and uh, and he's like, "Fine, I guess, I guess I will do it." As like fluorescent lights fall, and Misoto shouts out, "Watch out!" And in that moment, the Ava acts independently and covers it, and she's like, "Was it?" protecting him this will work uh and they they put him in the entry plug after he's like i'm not gonna run away i'm not gonna run away uh they fill it with lcl which is a liquid that can be breathed which is one of the womb they they got that from the abyss it's just big big (laughs) womb energy big womb energy in a big womb that does make sense and then this also where like the entire premise of pacific rim just Yes. Ripped this off wholesale. Uh, 100%. <laughs> the part where they're like, okay, get in the robot. And then you just hear like, beep, beep. As like people are shouting various things and being like, it's synchronization rate is 47%. And they're like, that's impossible. He's never even synced with an Ava before. And then they, they're like, the launch path is clear. And then, you know, they, they get on the thing and they just shoot it up in the sky. Uh, and it gets out and it stares down the angel. And then the episode says, to be continued. And Matt went, what? <laughs> Yeah, there's I was, so much getting ready. I, I, if I had, if we had not been doing this podcast, I would have immediately been like, "Next, I need to at least see what goes on here." Yeah, so. I mean, 
the, most episodes <laughs> of this show, spoilers, are like a new angel appears and they have to deal with it in a new way and Shinji has to tackle a new demon or Asuka has to tackle one of her demons. <laughs> it's funny because... You say there's so much introduction, but it seems like it just seems like the right amount. Like yeah, they throw you pilot, right yeah. in. They throw you no, right yeah, in. Yeah, no, I like that they completely are just like no exposition. Here we go. But then they also spend so much time preparing to do stuff. Like oh, they do. Yeah. Like in the time that they could That's have spent explaining thing. things, <laughs> instead they're like revving their engine for just like 20 minutes I, <laughs> and then like what is the what, what, I, what is the release schedule like when this was weekly. airing in 1995 it's weekly yeah that sucks for like no, this, dude. like this part was perfectly made for the streaming era to, because you want to just go right but like no being like that's... cool we set up the robot thing is about to fight the grotesque monster and then for like, like a oh, wait, week you think about that this. you think about that robot fighting for a week like yeah. you're sitting there I at guess. school like Absolutely, but you just I'm you've read that, they've revved that engine. It's a different you've, era of television. Engine your like, engines are revved. Yeah, yeah. Your, your brain to watch it's called TV tantric is watching. <laughs> yeah, you have like three quarters of an erection the entire week. So, uh, first timers, yeah. What were your thoughts? I I am gonna jump ahead by saying this, but I would not continue watching if I had only seen the first one. But I would watch more of what I saw in the finale. I'm. Pro- yeah, slightly different track. It gets that. more I mean, and more like the finale. Yeah, with I each mean, passing. I'm glad like it being very know, abstract appealed to me a lot. Like it felt a lot like how I watch things. Sometimes, if there's too much plot happening, I'll just walk out of the room and then I'll come back like after going to the bathroom and just to like kind of shake it up a little bit. So I don't have to know too much. <laughs> this is it. Felt this like is that, such but deep provided for me. <laughs> Why don't we like all the same things? Because we both just like we both just like stuff that is so plot heavy that we can't possibly understand everything yeah, that's going on. Yeah, read Pinchon. I just want read Pinchon. Well, Steven. reading is really hard for me because of my ADHD. Um, I've really struggled. Pinchon with it. might actually um, cause a mental break for you in that case. <laughs> I, I do love but. the idea of and 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 just just let this simmer for a second, Stephen Doughton world-renowned Pinchon scholar. Stephen Dowd, leading Pinchon scholar. He would read it and be like, I don't understand what you guys are on about. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. And he would sit and he would explain <laughs> it to us all, and like bright white light would start shooting out of him. <laughs> Stephen, you love NGE. You love Metal Gear. Fuck, you really should love Pinchon. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's just when, when a show, when I know that there's so much more like when I know that the person who wrote it knows more than they're showing me. Yes. Like they know what the fucking gates of guff are. I <laughs> yes. don't. And that's like, that's fine. Like, like they know uh, all this backstory. They know what the first impact is. They know what the second impact is. There's so much backstory. The second yep. impact is such a rich thing. The world was created because of the second impact. No, first they barely get into first. that. Second Sorry. impact destroys the world. First impact no, creates no, the no, world. No, 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 Ian. Oh, I the me- world I meant, of the show. The world of the I show. I meant the world of the yeah. show. Yeah, 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 Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the flooding. Yeah. Got it, and got it, the, got it, yeah. yeah. No, I, that was poor. <laughs> when you know, no, when I, you know, it would be like, no, no, no. First impact led to the creation of man. <laughs> yeah, Second no, no, impact no, led no, to no, the I'm, destruction I'm of society. I'm talking about the, I'm talking about the third Tokyo. Second impact is what sets up the show. And there's such a fine line between that and people who feel like they can pretend that. I feel like so right. much of fiction writing is people thinking that they can fake that. Yep. Uh, and Which this might be the difference between Dune that. and the sequels to Dune. 
Um. <laughs> I told friend of the podcast, future guest of the podcast, John Massey, earlier this uh, earlier today that I only basically anymore read the first episodes of books or for the first uh, uh, of, a, of a series of books. And he's like, mm, that actually probably really works out for you. Like books like Dune. And I was like, yeah, dude, it's great. I've only read the parts where like, wow, I have so many questions about this world. I never want to know the answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or you'll just TV trope some or something if you're bored one day instead of having yeah, so to Travis, read about it. How do they decide that this ends? They, they made it up anyway. Uh, and, and well, yeah, and, and, and to follow up on that, it was just, I was, I was then explaining to him that I was like, I think a really genius move is the film Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which adapts book four of a five book series. They didn't do th- books one to three or book five. That's, yeah. Which amazing. is what we were kind of talking about of the like, this show kind of just throws you in it and you're like, jump in. Yo. Some shit happened. Lo- they should never fucking introduce anything. I hate it there when they introduce be, shit. There shouldn't movies. be a word for in media res because that should be everything that should isn't default. that should be the exception. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> they should have a word for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, and, and also the fact that in media res can mean both just like you start in the middle and also it's like you start in the middle and then they flash back to the start and that's where I fucking right. hate it. That's what I'm like. Oh. Don't give me the start. Don't, Don't give the me the start. like. Oh, you bet you wonder how I wound up here. And it's like, no, tell me how you wound up here in the next 20 minutes of this thing. Dude, if a fucking we, so dumbass <laughs> movie like John Wick can pull this off. I don't know. Every, what you mean. The greatest world off. building I franchise. I don't know. They do so much John world Wick. building, but like <laughs> 90%. Like my dad likes the movie. And Stephen. what he likes is John Wick beating the shit out of people with like a fucking a like book. rubber duck or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We were going to ask Travis if he'd watch the second episode. Yeah, okay. we just, we've just been talking I know. about you good steamrolling it. I was ages. about to say some stuff about John Wick, but now I just feel the timing. Go off. for it. Who gives a uh, shit? I was just going to say last year I put, when I was doing like my favorite movies I watched for the first time last year, I put John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum just above Do the Right Thing. <laughs> and I was like, is this wrong to do? <laughs> Should I push, put this on social media so that people know that I think this? <laughs> <laughs> this is, I, I went for it. No one said like I just did a lot of cat. Like just means the ones I liked the most. Yeah, you did. <laughs> don't, you did don't do that. that. This is Please the cousin. Don't at me about this. This is the cousin to my the mollusk is a better album than Nevermind take. <laughs> you just like, Listen, they're both good, but John Wick Parabellum is just better than Do the Right Thing. How do you it feel is. about the fact that it goes John Wick, John Wick Chapter Two, John Wick Chapter Three, Parabellum? Good. Okay. I don't know. I just, I'm just like, I yeah. always say the full title when I talk about John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum 2 because <laughs> it's fun to say. <laughs> so, yes, like I said, I would watch the, I would continue watching. You should. And I probably would have. You um, could. And then if I can skip to the, when we ask, uh, are you glad you watched the amount? I am because I think it both told me, like, what's the show, like, set up, like, what's interesting about this, what's sort of appealing, and then also just like, here's what you're in for. Yeah. So if absolutely. I start yeah. falling off because it gets just a little too heady, I can also be like, yeah, I mean, I know where it's going and I don't I, necessarily need to keep doing I this think, or it might help me appreciate end more. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, that you could, could get to, way. I think it's like episode 19 is where they really start to make that shift. Because like for the first 10, it's, it's relatively it's very episodic. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. like, would, oh, there's I a new angel. Likely skip those. Yeah. If I was going to watch more of that. Well, but, but the but other thing is, but there is an introduction to Asuka that you have to deal yeah. with and like all and also, things. And also, the I mean, they're just 20 minutes. Right. So it's a little bit too. If yeah. you get to 19, you're like, this is a little up a test. Yeah. It's like, well, I don't really have that much more. To my, f- my single favorite episode of the entire show is one of the early ones because there's an episode where there's an angel that splits. So they have to fight it in sim- simultaneously. It's synchronize. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. They have to synchronize their movements. And this is the thing where you're like, where oh, Pacific Rim. No, yes. yeah, you're like, oh, Pacific Rim was like, no, there is an episode where literally like 
Shinji and Asuka play. They um, have to drift. Yeah, they, they have to make themselves drift compatible. They're not immediately that. They have yeah. to do that. And they play uh, like DDR at the same time to do all of this as they do this. And then it winds up where like, because like, I, I, you know, I saw this in theaters with you. I've, I've seen the, mo- the most amped I've ever seen Travis in his entire life. A man who's lived a rich and li- full life. The most excited I've ever seen him was when um, uh, Mako in Pacific Rim pulls out a sword that no one knew existed in the robot, and then in Japanese, <laughs> they're screams, in space when they're, they're in the stratosphere <laughs> when she does this. See, he has to immediately jump. He pulls out the sword while they're being dragged into the sky by the kaiju and shouts, "This is for my family!" in Japanese, and then bisects the bisects the uh, the kaiju, and Travis just like stood up. <laughs> <laughs> it was the opposite, Stephen, of yesterday when Travis walked into the apartment uh, where we were watching the Bears-Lions game. And I was like, Travis, I want you to know the Lions just did something stupid. And he's like, that's been my whole life. And then he walked in in time to see the replay where the ball was hiked. We snapped the ball to the other team. They snapped the ball too early. The Lions snapped the ball and it hit Goff in the chest while he was like audibly or something like that. And it bounced into the hands of a defensive lineman. <laughs> it, it was probably the most college play I've ever seen in an NFL game. So you would certainly appreciate that level of it. Oh, we, dude, the movie, there's so much to talk about in the yeah. movie, guys. We all have right. to. So, Shinji. I just wanted to mention yes. with the movie, this has the longest pre opening. Like, <laughs> oh, there, there were like so 15 production companies that are involved <laughs> yeah. in this, including Sega? I was like, <laughs> okay, so part of the reason why Sega is the producer. The most I've ever seen yeah. in my life. <laughs> I, didn't leave Matt I was like, like, is this parody? Like, <laughs> <laughs> is something to Matt? Yeah, then, are these fictional? <laughs> It was because they did the Toei one where like the waves crash. I was like, that should be the last one. And then four more happened. Yeah, and Matt really was like, funny. what? It's so funny. <laughs> yeah, and I, I commented on this too. <laughs> I like, yeah, everyone, so everyone should be like, what is this? Yeah, this is because there was part I was like, I love this one. I'm the type of nerd who loves studio fanfare. And then four more happened. I was like, ah. They should have just done a slideshow like where like uh, each one got one frame per like second. Like that, like the most <laughs> recent. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the most recent Oscars in memoriam where they're like, all right, oh, everybody's dead. Any <laughs> percent addition. Um, Jesus Christ. That was great. <laughs> there are so many things that happened in the movie that were, like, not actually the text of the movie that I loved. Like, when at one point it just cuts to a... It's not the full mid-episode, mid-credits, where it just puts up a title screen. It's just, like, episode 26 with, like, a star next to it. Yeah. And Matt just threw his arms up and he's like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Shinji is torn up about the death of his best friend slash crush slash thirteenth angel Kawaru. Uh, he visits slash like like part of him. Yeah, it's a whole company in certain ways. <laughs> so he's a little catatonic, and he visits fellow pilot Asuka in the hospital where she's comatose, and he pleads for her to wake up, uh, and um, he shakes her to try and wake her, and she won't wake up, and then. Uh, as I said earlier, perfect show. Her minus all the bad parts. He starts cranking off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not ideal. And then he's like, I'm the lowest of the low. And you're like, God, Anno really does not like himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think it's interesting because one of the most interesting parts of this show, like I actually, I actually kind of like this scene only because it made me feel horrible. Yeah, uh, oh, it does that. And, and like, I remember, I remember like, it felt like I got hit in the gut the first time I saw this because I just felt so gross 
Um, but one of the things that that this show does, and, I, and we haven't really talked about it, is just we, we talked about Gundam and we talked about we talked about some of the tropes. But it, it really a lot of what I see from the show is like okay, in anime, in video games, in children's novels, in in all these things, oftentimes a fourteen year old is literally like the world's last hope. And sometimes it's very casual. It's just like, yes, and then they save the world through the power of friendship or whatever. And this show, they're like, 14-year-olds are so fucking messed up, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. And, and, and they're like, so dramatic and, all and the time. They, they, they're so dramatic, they can't figure out their own brains. They're absolutely inconsistent and insane. And if, if the world actually rested on their shoulders, it would be a really, really messed up situation, especially to them, especially yeah, to right. these fucking kids uh, who yeah, are yeah, trying yeah. to figure out their life and realize that the entire fate of humanity is on their shoulders. So a lot of things that happen in this show are really interesting from that perspective because like, they can't prioritize the health of the entire world over their own things that are going on in their own brain, which is so accurate for a fucking 14-year-old. Uh, and and this scene was such a... It was such a distillation of that idea um, especially in a movie that doesn't have as much time for it as the show of just like he's horrible because yeah. he's fucking 14 and he has yeah. nobody and in this moment where he can't figure out what to do where he's crying because the only person that he knows that is that it, his only peer like like if you think about this show Ray is like it's like a lab creation and uh <laughs> And no, she's father. literally a clone of his mother. Sure. She's literally, there's a Great. part later sure. where they, they reveal I, that the dummy plug system, which they used to pilot the robots remotely are just clones of Ray. So they blow up all the clones and it's okay. Cause right. they ain't got no souls. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But her soul, her soul can travel between the clones because of the fact that she's so connected Jeez. to Adam. Anyway. Um, so Lilith, so I thought it was Lilith. Like, no, she's, she's Adam. No, Lilith I thought that was Kawaru. Um, I think Kawaru is Lilith's. No, because anyway, Kawaru when he arrives in Central Dog, I'll, okay. I'll figure it out when I watch. I'll, but, I'll let you guys know. Oh no, you're right because because that was the binding of Lilith and Adam. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, also, just on the the teen trauma thing, I just I need to shout out. You know what other series oddly does that really well? Riverdale. Animorphs. <laughs> Animorph ends with them being oh. like, you put a bunch of teens in charge of a galactic galactic war and they won. And what was the cost? These kids will never be okay. And one of them's a falcon yeah. forever. No, he gets better. Okay. <laughs> Tobias, <laughs> he recovers slowly Tobias from being a falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Tobias recovers. So yeah, so there's so there's Misato, somebody who's supposed to be his mom, uh figure, because she's taking care of him. There's Not supposed to be. Somebody who steps into that supposed to be sorry steps yeah. steps into being his mother figure because he needs one and he and he doesn't have a but father she, figure. But she she is just I love her, but she's kind of a big piece of shit. Right, sure. Uh, that's definitely that's definitely like textual. Yes. Um, and then there's Ray, who's literally like a clone of his mother's, who's stoic and basically inhuman. Like the, the, her reactions to things throughout the show are so far from what a, a kid does. And and the, he's got all of his. You never see any of his friends in school, but they're so disconnected from him because he has to save them. So Oscar is basically like his only peer in so many ways, and 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 he's he like needs her as a friend, but is 
such a fucked up 14 year old that that he can't get away from her sexuality which also she can't get away from him and his sexuality that's explored in the show a lot too i don't know it just i just i just thought it was um worth touching on how why he is like i need you oscar i need you you're the only one like i can Go ahead, Ian. They both have crushes on each other. No, I don't think that's it. Like, they both have crushes on each other. I think that is sure. in the text. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I, but either way. But they don't know how to express it for a variety of reasons. But yes, they both have crushes on each other, which is why uh, some stuff happens <laughs> at the start. That's not so cool. And I don't like it. Uh, so the shadowy committee, Sele, discovers that Gendo intends to use Nerf, the paramilitary organization, uh, for his own plans, and they dispatch, they dispatch the Japanese Strategic Defense Force to seize control of Nerev, and uh, you see then these series of attacks happening, which are so gruesome. Just dudes laying on the ground, just being like, ah, oh! and somebody walks over in full, like, anonymous military gear and headshot them. At one point, they start flooding. They're like, we've lost all of the floors above this. Flood them with Bakelite, like the plastic yeah. compound. This was great. Yeah. With the context that, with the context that it's not that important because the themes uh, and characters are more important than this, I do have to ask one plot question that's directly related to what you just said because the relationship between Seal, Seal, Seal Booth, and and Gendo <laughs> is mildly confusing. Why do they? Why are they taking over Nerv? Because it seems like their goals are so close to aligned, and I understand that Gendo is trying to unite himself with Ray to become Lilith, so he can reach the godhood in his own way. Blah 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 blah. blah. I need but it I to be known really... in this moment: nothing Steven said is wrong or an exaggeration. <laughs> I just want it on I the record. He was trying to be reunited with his wife. Or no, that was a different character. No, it? that is Gendo is trying to be reunited okay. with the wife who's inhabiting uh, Ava Unit 1, but he also okay. wants to become a god. That's the difference, is cool. Gendo wants to be the one in charge, the one who directs this and organizes this, right. while Sele wants to be the ones in charge who organize this and direct it. They okay. have they have so, similar uses for the Human Instrumentality Project, but they have different ultimate aims. And an, an important thing is that Gendo's plans are ruined by the fact that Rei has an attachment to Shinji. That's correct. So neither of their plans necessarily, like, they're both like, oh, we get to be turned into the goo. It's closer to Sele's plan. Except at the end, humanity ultimately picks to choose to exist as individuals. Well, by humanity, you mean... Shinji, Shinji. and then Asuka, and they say uh, others then choose like, to... Hey, even the people who wanted to be turned into the goo no. don't get to be goo. No, no, they say if others wish to choose so, they will be... They, they okay, will so it's, yeah, the so goo, it's you like can see at the, the end of everywhere. the Matrix Revolutions where they're like, the people who want to be freed will be freed. Yeah, the follow-up okay. uh, the follow-up series of movies... I'd probably be the goo. ...which exists kind of <laughs> maybe in the same continuity, it's convoluted, they open with the seas being bright red, even though the, the series opens with the seas being bright blue. I just thought of Sele as the board of shadowy figures from Clone High. Absolutely. I could not think that. <laughs> really, uh, like a Rosetta guy who's Stone. only ever seen Clone High. Yeah. <laughs> for, Clone for understanding High Trap, <laughs> getting a lot of Clone a lot like Clone High. Getting a lot of Travis the only person who's ever seen that show. <laughs> Travis watching a JFK speech, getting a lot of Clone High vibes <laughs> from this. Travis watching the film Gandhi. Getting a lot of clone <laughs> high vibes from this. Uh, so 
uh, the uh, Musioto uh, is like, we, we need to move Asuka into the cockpit of Unit 2, place it at the bottom of the lake. And then she's like, we need to also get Shinji out of there. They're going to execute Ava pilots on site, and they're going to take control of them. So she winds up like going to shave Shinji, who's like fully catatonic, hiding under some stairs. She does the coolest thing you can do in any film because the 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 cops, well, yep, yeah, the Japanese Defense Force, sorry, uh, projecting, I guess, <laughs> point a gun at Shinji, and one of them just goes, "Sorry, kid, nothing personal." And then Misoto runs in and shoots them and gets the last guy up against the wall and puts her gun underneath his chin and just goes, "Nothing personal," and then shoots him. And the Matt's like, "That was fucking cool." Never say anything to the person you're about to kill. That you don't stop and do a one-liner, or else you'll get stopped and one-linered at yourself. Um, and ask it. not who you one-line for. The one-line tolls for them. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as so, they've placed Unit Two at the bottom of the lake. Uh, she does rescue Shinji. She's like, "You need to defend there." If she brings him to Unit One, and while she's doing that, she is shot by soldiers, and she has this this moment where she implores him to save everyone as she is bleeding out. Uh, she kisses him. That part's always a little bit weird to me. She uses the power of teen horniness no. to motivate him to save Listen, humanity. Listen, I understand it in the context of God's superpower. I understand it in the context of the show. It's, it's just removed from the show. I'm like, I don't Her like that part. final act on Earth is making out with a 14-year-old no, boy and implying that Steven, she can have sex with him and then dying and being like, I should have changed the carpet. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I should have listened to Asuka. <laughs> she was right. That carpet did suck. Me as I bleed out. Fuck, they were right. The wallpaper was trash. If I had to kiss a fourteen-year-old to save humanity, like I'd throw all of the weird. It'd be really funny to be like canceled for doing something <laughs> that has to save humanity. Again, <laughs> you being like I, age gap much? Yes. And like trying to come the on. soldier standing over you, going age no, gap much, and then putting a That's a scenario a that a weird pedo guy comes up with, like that person who had the whole thing where it was like. What if a kid's dying wish was to say the N-word or whatever? Like that. <laughs> what if all of the air turned to wood? Yeah. What if there was no more that, sun? A question Stephen once asked a science teacher in high school. That is correct. So concluding that nerves defeat is inevitable, Gendo retrieves Ray. He plans to use her to initiate the third impact, a cataclysm that will kill everyone on Earth and reunite him with his deceived wife, Yui. Uh, Ritsuku tries to stop him. She sends a computer command to destroy Nerve, and then Casper, a computer core modeled on her mother's aspect as a woman, overrides her command. Um, her mother had an affair with Gendo and was killed by mm. Gendo because the Ray that we see in the, the movie and in the television show is Ray 2. Gendo's mother... Wait. Or, yes, it's, was, it's Ray 2. I was too. so fucking lost listen, here. No, listen, no, no, you're, no you're right. No, that's yeah. not the wait part. Oh. I don't think that Gendo kills her. I thought she killed herself. No, Gendo shoots her. Uh, it's... Uh, uh, Ray, sorry. I'm talking... Uh, no, this isn't Ray's mother. This is uh, Ritsuku's mother. We're talking about I think this Ritsuku's is now mother. actually maybe just a matter of debate whether or not Gendo kills her or she kills herself. I've always read that as Gendo killed her. I'm pretty sure... Because cause she, cause she kills it's, Ray. Yes, she kills Ray. And then what's what happens is whether or not... I, I've always read this as... Oh, the official report is that she killed, committed suicide, but it was mysterious. At least this is how I remember it, oh. and that it was he killed her and staged it as a suicide. Regardless, yeah, maybe it's maybe it's unclear. Yeah, she has also an affair with Gendo, um, and she tries to kill him, and then Gendo pulls out a gun and shoots her instead. And um, while that happens, Unit Two, uh, Asuka overcomes her trauma, and she 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 beats she beats her depression, and she pilots 
the Ava. She realizes that the Ava is her mother, and therefore, was she just like suddenly her. inside it, or what? Well, you know, they put her they inside put her. it to they make put, sure she'd oh, be safe, right. and then they They're launched like it to protect her. Put her uh, and she got her mind obliterated by a previous angel when she tried to cockily, you know, she was like cocky and tried to fight it, and they yeah. were like back off, and it didn't work. But uh, so she, uh, she had PTSD from fighting a a, a god being. Uh, so she starts destroying all of the Japanese defense forces like is at one point she like roundhouse kicks a plane. And it's at this point where Matt says, this is what I think happened on nine 11 United 93 or whatever. <laughs> this is what actually happened. She it's like, picks, she like grabs a, a plane and then like whacks some other planes with the plane. That's true. She and so you remember fucking sick. She does the, well, you she remember does the thing that the angel did in the first episode too, where she gets like hit with a missile and like catches it. Yeah. And like breaks. And I'm she gets hit with a missile in the face. They were going to make up a story yeah. about what happened on United, United 93 in the first place. They should have at least told us this, that this would have <laughs> been cooler. Uh, what happens with the missile is it hits her in the face and then her face stops the missile and then yeah. they shoot a second God. missile and she punches it so hard it Ugh. explodes and then she throws the first missile that's in her face back at something. Yeah, fucking uh, sick. Also, <sighs> wish chills. that were me. Uh, uh, also, uh, the thing I thought of because uh, I hadn't watched it since all of this happened but uh, my favorite meme of the whole ship stuck in the Suez Canal Mm-hmm. Uh, was the was somebody just photoshopping Ever Given on the side of the ship that she like holds up in the sky out of there? And they're like, why <laughs> oh, don't we? Breaks sim- in half. Yeah, well, no, they're, they're like, why don't we simply do this to clear up the Suez Canal? <laughs> I liked when she broke the ship in half. That was neat. It's so cool. This is the coolest thing that's. I've watched a lot of mech anime. This is still the coolest thing that's ever happened. And when yeah, she like cool. her power cord gets to ne- disconnected, and they launch a bunch of like. Other, these are the uh, the uh, Avas that are Avas unit five through twelve. Yes, that well, uh, these are. It's not five because five is the one that. Anyways, um, these are the ones that are. They don't need a pilot. Yeah. Uh, and she just starts tearing through them. At one point, Matt was like, "Oh, what is that? Like a surfboard? All those these creatures are super gross. They don't have eyes. They have human teeth, and they have these wings that like zoom into their body." Well, and they they descend from the sky like cranes or whatever. Yeah, like they, yeah. they like like this. I mean, the most angelic looking thing They're or fucked. whatever that comes in. I, and then this is when I realized how gross the show was that the things yeah. have flesh. It's, it's literally whatever, f- literally yeah. five through thirteen. Ian, is so. it? I thought five was the one that Koji piloted. I guess that must be four. Nope. Five yep. is different in the movie, so I'm also maybe like that's what's influencing me because five is pi- piloted by my illustrious Marakami. So given that they anyway. have flesh, are they human? Yes. Yes. How human? Like it's if you, uh, okay. they're all they're alternate humans. Yes. They're a thing okay. Humans so I, I need to ask you guys. Yes. If yes. Somebody salt cured one of their legs. Would you try it? <laughs> <laughs> Extremely long pig. Absolutely. I'm not going to front. If I looked at you yeah. guys and were like, "Yo, I just ate an Evangelion." I mean, they had the thing that happens in in. Uh, cartoons in general where someone's arm gets cut off and then it is like a ham bone thing from a cartoon yeah. that you like that okay. that happens okay. in modern okay that was about, the, the ethical way, get their, like, the ethical way to harvest the meat is you cut off the arm and it grows back but yeah, you still have the arm yeah do they feel true. but do they feel pain from that it, then it's that is, just a question this is this is just this is if you ask them if you ask them first it's vegan but the problem is, is Steven, Steven, here, let's act out the scenario. I'm going to play the Ava. You ask me if you can cut off my arm so that you can harvest it. 
Can I cut off your arm and harvest it and eat it for you to grow back later? <laughs> they don't have language. They just scream. Yeah, I know. I, I yeah, they're, well, pretty, just, they're pretty upsetting. Yeah. Dude, uh, I, so, I think it's episode two that ends with the revelation that they are like people underneath there sort of thing because yeah. Shinji she's, sees the face and just starts screaming and then it like cuts to credits. And these are one of those episodes where then you need the like cover of a Sinatra song Fly and you're like me to the what is what is God. fucking going on it's worth pirating just for the flying I mean, a cruel moment. angel thesis is. alone is such a weird song for what the subject matter cruel is. angel thesis is the jammiest jam it's a jam but just like it's it it's in great it's contrast to what the content of the show is is a really certainly in the top three songs associated with this television show Watching the movie for a uh, second onward time during this sequence where Asuka is being an insane badass is, which she does various times throughout the show, but this is the most extreme badassery, is it, it takes on a different color. Like, I was so fucked up that when I watched the Ava's Unit 5 through 13 descend on her the first time, like, it actually, like, pained me. Like, I felt physical pain. Uh, we hadn't established she does lose that fight yeah, because she beats them and, they and then uh, her, her, she runs out of time and she gets hit with the Spear of Longinus uh, and in the eye and starts bleeding because it is like the Matrix. Important, important, a, a, a Spear of Longinus replica. You're right. Oh, you're right. A Spear of Longinus replica. The, cur- <laughs> the real Spear of Longinus is, I believe, on the we moon. All, we all know how to spot a fake Correct. Spear of Longinus. We all know how to spot a uh, Travis, what is the Spear of Longinus? No earthly idea, but it was cool that hit her in the face and then she got like pinned yeah, down or whatever. It's fucking, it is very good. <laughs> Matt, do you have a guess what the Spear of Longinus is? This is a thing that kind of exists. Is it Adam's is rib? It? No, good Ooh, guess. That's good a great fucking guess. guess. Wow. Steven, do you know what it actually is in, in lore? No, I, 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 I just refer to the Bible, I mean, by the way, as I've lore. It, uh, it's, yeah. the spe- <laughs> it's the Spear. Well, actually, I think, Again, I think Catholics, I not on allowed to read the Bible. Vacation. Bible school. Uh, the Spear of Longinus, also known as the Spear of Destiny, is the spear that pierces the side of Jesus to check if he's dead after the crucifixion. Longinus uh, is the Roman soldier. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, we uh. only medium care about Jesus. We do only medium Jesus. care about Jesus. At most, like, a third. Uh, Shinji, at this point, has finally, like, started piloting the robot. He arrives just in time to see his crush being devoured by a series of other this robots. insane. And he screams so hard that the armor breaks and the angel and the Ava grows weird, like wings, l- wings made out light of light. Wings. And this is when we were talking about it earlier, where Fiatsuki is like, the fate of humanity rests in the arc of Shinji Ikari. And then there's like, then the credits happen for the yes. point. Yeah. And then, the end of episode 25 or whatever. The DNA helix like, credits appear. What is the, what is it fucking right. called? Where it's and like, it's just the, just like, so another, like to, light piano jazz music's playing. <laughs> It's such it's such a like a, a badass sequence and I can't enjoy it really at all because I mean I'm enjoying it more and more every time because I'm, I'm a teensy bit less emotionally involved every time I watch it because I know what happens but like I was so viscerally disturbed by a character that guys I had spent a long time becoming attached to like yeah. like if you can imagine having seen this character for many episodes and seeing her growth and change and like yeah. strife uh, and, and it just, uh, I just, yeah, no, it, it just, it just like hurts. It hurt that whole series hurts, uh, because 
of of how disturbing her destruction is. Like I I might have I think I probably walked away from the screen for a long time in the middle of this show having just seen that and then it goes to credits. You got to watch the movie. crazy scene. Right. Yeah, it is very yeah, nasty, very visceral. It's very so, reminds me as far as level of grossness is like climax of Akira level of just yeah. like uh when don't when wanna, don't when she when she starts to reach the arm up and is just repeating "I'll kill you, I'll kill you, I'll kill you," while like pieces are falling off, it's it's such a it's such an appropriate death for her. Like she dies, she like she never like no she just she never like gives in in any way. She's she's like absolutely convinced that she's gonna win, even in the last moment. It's weird to think about. Uh, the finale of Sailor Moon was more incomprehensible to me than this was, even though this is way more deliberately obtuse. They explain well. They explain more stuff contextually in this than they do in Sailor Moon. Yeah, I think. And also, it's just more Sailor appealing Moon to me, lot, like visually and aesthetically and whatever. So it has I Sailor Moon had more more time to establish lore yes. and was a lot less focused, whereas. This is twenty six episodes, kind of all about the same thing. Yeah, but this Steven, is a contained story. How good would Sailor Moon have been if Fiatsuki was just there? And when she turns into that, and he's like, "She has now become the pretty universe guardian Sailor Moon, and she wields that with would, her the power of God Himself." That would have been so not out of place. That would have <laughs> right. fit in fine. It truly, been, yeah, okay. This truly, guy is narrating it. Okay, fine. I, I think a new metric for this television show is uh, on this podcast is could we slide Fiatsuki in there, who just stands in the background, <laughs> like him in the back of NYPD Blue? He's yes. he's Mister As You Know. He's he is, the guy. He, he is, is really <laughs> the embodiment of this podcast. He's the thing is, Basil like, Son. T- uh, but the thing is, is that he's never really saying it like, as you know, instead, it's just stuff like, yes, now with the lance of laundriness and crucified in the sky, you Shinji has become the tree of life, a godlike being who will begin the cataclysm called third impact. Uh, the remaining nerve staff are visited by Ghost Ray, who has now grown to giant size. Uh, and sure. they are dissolved into an orange liquid called LCL, uh, which looks like Tang. Uh, Gendo yeah. sees Yui and he's like, I avoided Shinji because I would only bring him pain. And he's and they were like, You fucking fool. You coward. You idiot. That's why his life sucks so much. And then Ava Unit One bites his head off. Cool. And I said to Matt, This is well, how I would like to that die. Was bef- you're, we're skipping that he uh stuck his hand inside of her um, and then she uh so I had I wrote this note and yeah. I, I have some wrong nomenclature here, but it, what I wrote it was Hate when I'm feeling up my ghost wife and she absorbs my hand and turns into a giant monster. The only thing that you're missing is that it would be clone wife daughter. Yes. Other than that, you got it in yes. one. She turns in, into Lilith, right? Nur. Yes, she is absorbed by Lilith, who she is a, also a clone of, and yeah. then becomes. Who's, the, who's got the six eye? But, but she that bonds with. Okay, that is Lilith too. Okay. That's li- that's not Adam? No, because that's the whole thing. Because they're like, we have Adam here. And then Kawaru enters that and he goes, that's not Adam, that's Lilith. And then they're all like, oh. oh. So, the, sure. so the thing they had underneath Nerve the whole time was Lilith. Lilith. Adam looks like Ava Unit 1 made out of pure light when we see him briefly. But they don't have Adam, they have Lilith. When do we see Adam? In a flashback where they explain what happened during Second Impact. Yes, so Unit Unit One bites Gendo's head off yeah. after he gives like a speech, and 
puts his legs back down and you see his spine just sticking set, yeah, out of his legs. Yeah, half a body and like very oh. cool. Yeah, like it's described as head on the synopsis, yeah. but it's his whole upper half. That's how I would like off. to go. Uh, yeah, so they're doing this because um, you, you see Shinji and he has a series of dreamlike moments where he projects his anxieties onto Misoto and Asuka and Rei and they all shout at him and say the worst things about him, mostly Asuka. I was wondering but, if these were like flashbacks or just him. Some thinking. of them are flashbacks. A lot of it is projection. Okay. Because uh, like, I mean, Asuka is like, you're pathetic. But, you know, like you, you'll see parts where it's the like, where, the, the one that immediately checks out is where Asuka, a bored fourteen-year-old, looks at the girl. I mean, looks at the boy she has a crush on and doesn't know how to articulate it, and goes, "Should we practice kissing?" And then is immediately like, "You're too much of a coward to do this, aren't you?" Uh, and that that sort of stuff happens. But there's other things like when she's when they're more directly confronting him. These are things that didn't happen, and he's yeah. just creating in the stream. So like the state. scene in the in the like uh, little kitchenette area where they get in the huge argument, and like the penguin is watching them, kind of horrified, and he lifts her up and strangles her. What percentage of that happened in the show, and how much is they would happen? argue in the kitchen? He didn't strangle her until this episode. Pen Pen was always around, just watching. Yeah, he doesn't strangle her. That's not a flashback. Yeah, I mean. You could certainly read it as something that happened off screen if you wanted to. Nah. Um, This passes a really important test for me where you don't know what actually happened. Hey. That that is very big for me. I never want to know. Does it pass a really important test? I can't believe you like Lynch. So, yeah, he he has this argument with Asuka where he, he, like, begs for affection and uh, then he decides that he's alone and everyone else should die. And then Ray's like, cool, okay, everyone's Tang now. That's when you really do get into this as a 14-year-old element the most, I think, besides all the horny parts, or him just being like, well, if I'm alone, everyone should fucking die. Yeah. Like, yeah, damn. Shinji, go listen to Linkin Park or something and calm yourself <laughs> down. But yeah, so they, she's like, yeah, okay, we'll dissolve uh, everyone back into LCL, which is and forms, forms a consciousness... A conscious primordial soup reforming the souls of humanity into a single consciousness. That scene is one of the more horrifying ones to me, I think. Really? It's also, everyone the rays go around and touch yeah, people. Yeah, and, and they're, they're, they're all like sort of the having orange. their like moment of bliss or whatever. They've, it seems like they're kind of seeing what they yeah. want and then just get turned. Yeah. Every yeah. time. Just like, oh. Multiple people see like know. women I there. Did, are, did not like <laughs> that that happened. Yeah. Multiple people see women they're like attracted to who kiss them and then they dissolve into goo. Yeah. While I wonder all, if that could be, you know related to a real life phenomenon uh anyways <laughs> pushing on from that uh while this is all happening and some of the most ridiculous like visualized animation of all time which is also then something like just the most ridiculous things that have ever been put to the medium because like it's just bonkers all of this is happening while this song called come Susur todd is playing which translates to come sweet death in german but it's just like where it's just like that cheery song as a being the size of a planet like yeah. rises and holds a moon in her hands yeah. and like soul starts screaming her out of it and horrifying yep. yeah and and there's just the song that's just like tumbling down tumbling down tumbling down sounds like a like a forgotten like magical mystery tour era Beatles yeah. song this is very like acid trip in a cartoon type yep. sequence uh, the black moon emerges from the earth. If you held do by acid Lilith. that makes you experience this, then man, oh man. Do you? Did you find the good stuff? I was going to say, do you not want it? 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, but like you either took a ton or a different drug. I'm imagining Stephen being like, so I had some drugs this weekend, Dean. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, it made me experience the third impact. My first thought would be, oh, no, Stephen. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be a good, was that'd a be a good street name for something as like third impact. There was a moment, uh, <laughs> the street name, uh, during the, you know how they were all narrating sort of what's happening via the numbers and watching it, where one of them goes, the pilot's ego is at its breaking point. And yes. I just thought about my very recent mushroom trip and was like, mm, <laughs> yes, <laughs> relatable. I think, yeah, I think this is where the... His, his, ego, his ego is at zero. <laughs> the psycho... Um, Psychohazard zone. Psychohazard. Psychohazard. Where the psychohazard psycho zone is also area. That's psycho such a fu- psychohazard is such a fucking good thrash metal band name. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean, <laughs> Third Impact. I'm sure there's a band called Third Impact. Check. Out there check uh, listen, while I wrap this part up. I mean, up. right now I'm going to Metal Archives to look up Discordance Axis because their like seminal album, The Inalienable Dreamless, is a lot of it is about even Kelly. What are the lyric? What are the song titles? Sorry. Uh, I've, that's part of what I'm looking up. Is like, will I get a better understanding of this? Because lyrically, it's all just. Yeah, tell me the song it's very titles. Hard to understand. <laughs> Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Can you go back to what the lyrics I are? I can't do John Chang. Uh, he like has a particularly wild scream. Um, While you pull that up, I'll just keep forward on this. Because yeah, there uh, is not a band called Psychohazard, as far as I can tell. The end of rebirth. Well, uh, that's where. Uh huh. That's the, what we the just third talked. children. Yep, uh, third children Shinji. Because okay. uh, that's what the the pilots are called. Blank children. The first children okay, is Ray. Yeah. Well, it's Alaska. interesting because in the in the dub it's the third children, but I've always read it in the sub as the third child. Oh, I've had the opposite. The sub called it third children, and the dub called it third child. There have been two dubs and two subs. Well, anyway, uh, and then yeah, and like they have the lyrics here too. Well, just so. give me the titles. That'll be quicker. Uh, well, I don't. They're not all about Evangelion, but like. Angel, Angel, Angel present. present, yeah. Oh, that, that band and everything John Chang involved is involved with this huge weeb shit. There's cool. a Discord and Texas cover of the Sega Bass Fishing song. I love that everyone <laughs> was just like there were so many title cards. Also Sega, like everyone recognized yeah. that one. Uh, it's because there was later a sequel to Neon Genesis Evangelion, not the series of movies that I've seen. No, it was the PS, I think one, maybe PS2 game, Neon Genesis game. Evangelion Two. They never did like a crossover with like the Sonic Racing game or whatever. If in Sonic Racing All Star, in Sega Racing All Stars, there was just Shinji, <laughs> yeah, I would own the game. So at the beginning of him turning into primordial soup, we see him sort of. Uh, well, first he becomes in, the tree of life. Okay. I just need to stress to the listeners how absurd the things that happen are. So yes, after the tree of life, he becomes primordial soup. Yeah. So he. So we see him sort of in in what's probably a memory. Uh, where he's a child and some children have have made this pyramid of sand and he goes over and he kind of messes with it for a bit and then he destroys it, which is sort of indicative of his emotional state of of destroying just because of jealousy and yes. lack of lack of friendship and, and connection. It's also important um, to note that the pyramid of sand looks a lot like Central Dogma, the headquarters of Nerf. That's true. Uh, and we also see him, him and Asuka more or less, uh, witnessing a, a, a casual sex scene between Kaji and Misoto. Um, we only really see her feet, but it's clear that they've had a week of just like boning in a room. I mean, they say that, uh, and, and Misoto comes, 
uh, over and says, "This is a side of me I haven't seen." And it's interesting because I, I always th- I always thought it was a it was a fun little back and forth between between Musoto and Asuka in in the primordial soup, where Musoto <laughs> says something like, "This show's uh, so good." <laughs> Where, where she says something like, oh, I think we do this to prove that we're alive. And Asuka says, it just says, this is just two lonely adults consoling one another, uh, which is just such a fun, like, some back and forth and, and uh, like, her bitterness about this thing that she kind of never got to experience and and also kind of probably more realistic about what Kaji and Masoto's relationship was most of the time based on what we see it as <laughs> in in the show. And this um, is uh, this is when they're in college because they mention um, right. he's like, oh, your friend. And it's like, oh, it's it's uh, Ritsuku, who's, again, her best friend, Sasha Anime. Uh, but yeah, so right. Shinji, you know, uh, is just like, oh, you know what? A limitless existence where all are one comes at the cost of losing individuality and my friends. And I don't want that. And he's like, you know what? Listen, this is where it's like... Oh, wait, hold on. One more thing. She says it's an easy way to give yourself a sense of self-worth, which I Damn. which I thought about a lot. Sally Rooney could never. Um, <laughs> uh, she could, probably. I just finished the new one today, so that's why it's on the mind. But yeah, so um, Shinji's just... And this is this is the funny part with the show where it's like, wow, it's so fucking wild. It's message pretty easy to understand and pretty clearly explicit in the text of just like, hey, listen, you know, life's pain, but it's better than no life. Ain't that, you know? Huh? Yeah. Be a person. Well, it's going to suck, but it's better than the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was definitely wishing for less clarity. Yeah, well, uh-huh. it's cool because while they're saying We're that... We're about bit of, to go in the, into the live action sequence. Yeah, I was going to say because that <laughs> the bit of clarity... The live action <laughs> sequence is just the dude fucking tugging wad so badly like it's so hard to watch you did say when that Wait, cat appeared I thought on that's what you were into that cat was cool that was my <laughs> it isn't it isn't like i mean this whole show is him doing that steven uh, it's him doing what him uh <laughs> spanking the baby <laughs> <laughs> that's not it <laughs> Spanking the baby. Oh, that's not it. This 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 sequence only really works if you're deeply moved by this movie. Um I think because because it sort of like makes you check back into to reality and sort of like it's sort of like because, like, I'm sitting here... It's funny because right before this scene came on, I made the note, I, I'm i incapable of watching this and not thinking deeply about everything that is me and the world. Um, <laughs> like, like I, I find myself going very internal, especially in, in, the, in this... In the Tang part, where everybody's sort of just... There's just a lot of, like, commentary on what it is to be human and love it is, and all these thoughts. It is widely accepted that you, they turned to Tang. So Stephen is just using the shorthand. But it is funny to be like, I get really introspective during the Tang part. Do they ever, what does LCL stand uh, for? It is... Um, I can't tell you what it I stands for off the top list. of my head, but I can tell you where I they get it from. I think the second L is liquid. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the basically it's the blood of Lilith, which as uh, it can be used for oxygenation. It smells like blood, and it's uh, doing a twenty show residency at Brooklyn Steel, folks. But only LCL but remember, sounds, but only seventeen. LCL of, sound system is a good display name. Change, uh, Stephen. Do you want that one? <laughs> It is unknown what the initials LCL oh. stand for, but we know what they don't mean. According to the Evangelion <laughs> Death and Rebirth Theatrical Program Special Edition, 
Incidentally, the widely circulated idea that LCL is the abbreviation of link-connected liquid is incorrect. However, nowhere does it say what it does mean. Why they would go out of their way to say what it doesn't stand for, but not going to explain what it does stand for is it's unknown. It's sick and as hell. And it causes much fan frustration. <laughs> Even Gellian Chronicles suggests that one of the L stands for Lilith. In a dossier at the end of Volume 7 of the manga, it is claimed that LCL stands for link-connect liquid, contradicting the previous statement. Also, it's really important to note. Oh, and, and it rhymes with it rhymes with LCLO, so they think it could be a sky or heaven uh, thing. It's Lilith's blood coming liquid. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole thing. Uh, also, it's really important to note, and and I think we probably should have mentioned this earlier, and it just popped in my brain now. We're talking we're like this is an important show. This show is titanically large in Japan that it caused Ano great concern, and he really fucking hated how big it was and how it was like people didn't understand the message, like. There have been people who have lived for years, years exclusively off of Ava-related merch. Like, you go to Japan, you're like, cool, mm. do I want the Ava Unit 1 or the Ava Unit 2 noodles? Jesus it is Christ. a Like, it is this thing where, he, that, and so that's why he would later continue to revisit this work where he just screams at them, this isn't what you think it is. And they're like, more please. How can anybody misinterpret this? It spells it out so clearly for you. Well, Matt, anywhere yeah, can be paradise. Yeah, sometimes your movie theater is empty and other times it's full. As yeah. As you're willing to live. <laughs> as long as you're willing to live. Be alive. Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and Shinji yeah. has that. I don't know. It, it, I, I just, I, I kind of, I kind of, Travis, what are your thoughts on the, on the reality? I mean, literally my note was, going. I don't even know where to begin on this montage. <laughs> and I liked the cat. Like I, that, this kind of thing, I always leaves me cold. I'm never like, it, it's just how it is. I always love it. I think, I think, I think it's, I think it's him acknowledging the degree to which he has put himself into this show. And, uh, also realizing the, pr- I mean, he's he's just he's just sitting here like we we get to be inside his brain for a second in a in a much closer way where he's like, oh my god, is this just me escaping my life? Wait, no, th- the things that we construct are our realities. No, it's the and I mean and yeah, it probably doesn't need to be in here, but it also just shows you what a fucking mess he is. It's eighty seven minutes long. It's okay that it's here. Leave some yeah, fat I, on there. I, I, I wasn't mad about no. it. I just like. Drank a beer, kind of zoned out. No, you fine. drank a beer and you're like, man, this is like, this is a pinch on. At pinch on. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I I'm, thought you guys all loved that Twin Peaks The Return episode that just like suddenly was, was a. just noise. Yeah, for like half an hour or whatever. Uh, it wasn't my part. favorite, but I also, I also like that it exists. Is that episode eight? Yes. Yes. The episode that you watched, Stephen, as I was trying to go to bed, laying there sick, and like there were three people, and it just like was rattling my floor. <laughs> yeah, the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. But also because I'm me, listeners, and you have an insight onto me, I was like, well, I don't want to disturb the viewing. I do not want to disturb the viewing experience, <laughs> and was just then silent. Uh, the fucking apartments. That's one of the funniest like. things that you could possibly come downstairs and be like, "Hey, can you turn that down?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're also right on that. Yeah, me like with the bathrobe, guys. I know you're really enjoying the original vision of David Lynch and all of that, but could you turn it down a little like bit? Sometimes, um, like I used to. I've got a cold. When, uh, when my roommate was movie. in the next room over, and like our TV was in the living room there and stuff, and you'd watch action movies like, and I'd be going to bed, I'd always just come out and be like, "Hey, can you turn that down?" If he'd been watching that. <laughs> I me, might have just stared for like, me walking downstairs know. and Steven's watching Koyana's Quatsi Koyana's Quatsi and I'm just like hey listen listen I, you know I know I also love uh, Philip Glass Philip Glass 
But I'm trying to get some sleep. Okay, I can fucking hear those like hot dogs turned in or whatever. I've never seen that movie. It's I'm, good. I have a vague <laughs> understanding of what it is. Lilith's body dissolves. Unit one moves on its own, breaks free of the tree of life, wielding the rematerialized Lance of Longinus, ending third impact. Lilith crashes back to the surface of the earth. The blue, the black moon is explodes. The individual souls of humankind are separated. Yui tells Shinji that anyone can return if they have the will to do so, and then bids farewell as she continues to exist inside Ava Unit 1 as a monument to man through all of eternity. Because even when the sun explodes and Earth and the moon are that no longer horrible. there, yep. she will be there standing as a testament to man. And even if it gets lonely... Why? Yeah, why for, be a testament to man? Yeah. What's the point? To tell so to, tell to the greater world that we once existed, and while yeah. it may seem insignificant... What we did here mattered to us. Did it? Yeah, yeah. I just wouldn't want to be caught. I, I would uh, sacrifice my fucking sanity for that. Yeah. I don't know if she has sanity left to yeah, sacrifice. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Uh, we then we see on a shoreline littered with the wreckage of the mass-produced units in the body of Lilith, which, again, has Ray's face and is just like cut in half staring out on, from the speech. Shinji is startled because a second human returns to their form, and it's Asuka, and he starts to strangle her, and then she cresses his face, and he cries. Wait. Well, and then she says... Well, she says, you're pathetic. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, Sorry, she yeah. says something. It gets interpreted different ways. It can be, you're pathetic. It's disgusting is one of the things. But also, I read some people have translated it as, I feel sick, which is a completely different meaning. I've seen that, too. Language. It's um, ambigu- ambiguous. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of... Um, I read a, a lot about the ambiguity of the Human Instrumentality proje- Project as a translation. Um, because the word isn't really real in J- Japanese. It's sort of a portmanteau, but like the portmanteau can mean different things. And some people called it like the completionism project and like all these other things. Instrumentality anyway, sounds cooler than completion. I just, I did want to talk for a second Human about. Human instrumentality project sounds like a terrible, like prog metal jazz fusion. Yeah. Oh, it would be so yep. bad. That would be so It bad. sounds like so many names that you already say to me. Don't act like these bands. It sounds like Liquid Tension Experiment, but more annoying. Can, can, yeah, Equally can, annoying. Can we talk about why Shinji decides to regain his separation from the rest of consciousness? <laughs> because, well, because, no, because no, 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 no. Steven, my cackle is because you at the start of this. <laughs> I don't know if I have two hours into me. Steven, yeah, yeah. at the two hour and 25 minute mark, can we talk about why Shinji chooses to become a sentient being again? Well, because I think it's really interesting, like, because it, there, there's, there's so much that goes into so many, so many choices for what to show before he's sitting there in the primordial soup and they explain to him what's going on. And he sort of, he sort of like comes to terms with what it is to be human and yeah. connect and the fact that when you are one with everything else, there is none of the connection that happens. When you from- are when you are one, there is no one, and you don't have friends, and you don't have these other. You just you're you're all the same. You yeah you're yeah and yeah. and the the, the separate between the, us the differences between us is what makes us human and what makes us wonderful and beautiful. And what's interesting, what I thought about a lot is is the fact that because Shinji isn't Shinji. I mean, he is, but he is also everybody else at that moment. The wisdom of humanity and, and, the, and the comfort of everyone's lived experience allows him to make that more wizened experience. And then when he goes back to that beach, he's just him again. Yep. So it's like, 
so he's just he's he's almost a different person than the person who made that decision because when he well he is because when he made that decision he was everyone and now he's forced to and now and, now, and like that's why he chokes her I think is is like it, it is literally the weakest worst action that we've ever seen him take even inside his own mind and you put him back and you feel like okay well he's grown and he's learned no actually he's still just Shinji. So what you're saying in the end, and I think this is the beautiful message of Evangelion, is that Shinji Akari so is a dumb bitch who will never grow and will never learn. He's idiot Shinji. <laughs> and that was, that's what's beautiful about him, though. I agree. Great show. Yep. 10 out of 10. I liked when they said idiot Shinji out loud, so I understood that open mic equal song title better. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Neon Genesis Evangelion. An important Pretty show good. to me and Steven. And yeah. I had this moment yesterday. I was sitting at a barbecue place with, with Travis Steven, and, and he'd watched the first episode. And he was just like, I mean, I shouldn't tell you, you know, because we'll do the podcast. But, hey, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. I really enjoyed it. And I, like, I was 10 feet tall. And then it was just the thing with Matt. He's like, yeah, yeah. listen, it's animated, so it's, I'm not going to immediately I'll have that barrier. It's always going to be there. But, like, you know. We talked about the Matrix. We talked about how wild the vibes are. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was good and it was worthwhile. And I'm happy to have cashed in my, the check that I'd been sitting on as having never once picked a show that had like doubles. A longer than hour for now. I never picked a show. Yeah, I never picked a show where there were doubles or even triples. And I know triples is best. I know that they're best. <laughs> Technically, this is quadruples of the standard episode. Length. Listen, hey, I got quadruples of the episode length. But like combined, it's still less time than we spent on Degrassi the next generation. How fucking dare (laughs) you? Too far from here. Well, speaking of time, I don't know if he's fully decided. But Matt, I'm going to give you guys a choice. Oh boy. For the first time, wow. I, I got it. Matt is Matt has pulled out. Uh, Matt has pulled out a revolver and he's loaded yeah. in two bullets and he started <laughs> to spin the chamber and he's letting he, us know he we're giving knows a choice. What both both options are, uh, but I, I'm curious what you, you guys have to do think. this. So just because just because <laughs> Evangelion was so so brutal on you, like you don't have. He's to pulled be, out a pocket knife. I think good. I no. I'm sorry. I liked he's, the show. He's pulled out a knife and it's it's. I think it's the knife that was confiscated from the person who attacked <laughs> at the airport yesterday. <laughs> And and on no, one of the bullets, br- on one of the bullets, he's carving. Matt, what does this say on one of the bullets? Listen, I'm not going to give you a choice by name. Oh, oh better okay. that I. I I'm going to just describe them. I both of the. I think we will have fun watching both of them. So don't feel like I either of them are going to be painful. So your options are between relatively low amount of required watching and a insight into the kind of shows that I really love. Or kind of a lot of required watching, definitely a lot of required watching, and the literal Bible of the modern television show. With okay, a special I, guest. With a special guest. Okay, I don't feel like doing Lost yet, so uh, <laughs> the, the, let's do the first one, especially because we just did a thing with a movie. Lost. All right, All right Matt, it. tell us what we're watching that's not Lost. Next Shouts week. out to you guys. <laughs> Next week we're watching. He said that basically yeah, during the basement yeah, talk. So. You're right. Next week, we're watching the originals on the oh, CW. fucking A. <laughs> Not even Vampire Diaries. <laughs> oh, oh, two guys. I don't feel like Lost. Yeah, you I f- gave you a choice, motherfucker. You and you it's knew. You both knew what one of those I didn't think you'd go straight to spinoff. We've done this before. 
I know, the lore is incredible. I get a chance to talk about like, lore the way Steven love- <laughs> talked about lore for fucking NGE. I'm going to talk about Vampire Diaries lore. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Steven or Travis, which one of you knows the least about? I don't know anything other than, I mean, it's just been This is now Diaries. an important moment I need to reveal as a heel turn. I have watched two episodes of the originals. I did not Why? realize this. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know that it's a Vampire Diaries knockoff. That's all I know. Knockoff is not the right word. Uh, spin off. Yeah, we both know the same off. amount. So. Spin off is the word. Travis, I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock. Tell me everything you think you know about the CW show, the originals, starting in two, one, go. Literally everything I've ever heard about this show is from Matt referencing it on this podcast. I was not <laughs> even aware of it until he'd mentioned it on this sometime. And all I know is the spin off of Vampire Diaries. But here's the thing. I don't know fucking anything about Vampire Diaries. <laughs> Tell either. me about Vampire Diaries. <laughs> uh, other than, you know, I think it's got teen vampires in it. And we've done a weird amount of vampire shows. Because Matt. For, we're only on episode like 32 by next week. And we've done, <laughs> it's October. We've done like one eighth vampire shows for this in some capacity between True Blood, Dark Shadows. That, we've done more vampires than John Shorts. I feel like we even did one shorts. more even somewhere. Are you supposed to interrupt the 30 seconds? I was, but I really... No, we are, but I like the idea of Travis just going on a long rant about how we keep doing vampire vampire shows. Maybe it's just because I've also been watching what we do in the shadows. I don't know. Yeah, no, that is time. So uh, join us next week when we talk about the Vampire vampire Diary spinoff, The CW, starring the original family of vampires who live in New Orleans and have a tenuous agreement with the city's witches? Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I'm Ian Benson. Joining me as always has been Stephen Doughton, Travis Marmon, and Matt Ciani. You can find this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us at As You Know Pod at Twitter. You can also find me at Psyop Abelman, Travis at uh, at Tarvis Marmalade, Stephen at Instagram. Is it Turkey BF? Matt at Belgadelphus. You can listen to the music that Travis and uh, Travis and Matt make at fleshofthestars.bandcamp.com. You Wait. can listen to the music that Matt makes outside of Travis at Arthur with two <laughs> H's dot bandcamp.com. And Are you also torturing me because it's four thirty-five. Like, what is this? Yeah, no, I you. was trying to just actually start remembering that we have other things to mention. You can we leave it any. Oh, no, you can't leave it any point because yeah. you have to bring us home. I'm so sorry. Like, I was just, why is this I, the one where you picked it? No, because Stephen, it was a recent thought. I was like, oh, we should mention that these we have we do other things, and I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't consider that part. I do nothing. I'm playing La Noir right now. Steven, can you bring us home? The fruit of life is held by the angels. The fruit of wisdom is held by man. Ava Unit 1 now possesses them both and therefore becomes God. Now the source of all souls, the tree of life, has been formed again. Will it be an ark to save mankind from the vacuum of the third impact? Or is it a demon that will destroy us all? The fate of mankind now lies in Shinji's hands. Fucking good.